Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It is the end of limbo week. We're taking tomorrow off. We're not going to be working. We're going to be, we're going to be celebrating. We're going to be having a work party and then just having a good New Year's Eve. I hope all of you will be doing the same. So thank you for joining us on this Thursday evening. It is Thursday, right? It is, yeah. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We got some crazy news. Um, the Epstein guards had their criminal charges dropped because it's a cover up. They're doing all of this on the holiday for a, during the holiday for a reason because people aren't paying attention. Ratings are real low. People aren't even working. I think Tucker Carlson's on vacation. Uh, people just not watching the news. This is a perfect time to do it. But uh, it's also the end of uh, limbo week, so we're we're just going to be chilling. We're going to be hanging out, talking about I guess the news or whatever. We're hanging out with Owen Cook. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Owen Cook. Um, I teach pers- personal growth. And self-development. We've done live events in 265 cities and 75 countries around the world. Hundreds of thousands of people face-to-face and millions online. And so we just thought we'd bring in that, that perspective. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll be chilling. Mm-hmm. What's that? Well, it's another day and yet another major cover-up of an international trafficking and extortion operation by the intelligence agencies. Yeah, I got a lot to go off on. Uh, just, just get me started. But before we begin, I, I definitely wanted to shout out Aaron Rodgers. He came out and publicly said that if science can't be questioned, it's propaganda. And he is absolutely right. He also talked about what the NFL is doing secretly. I think we're going to be talking about that. I got so much I want to get into. But uh, the phrase that Aaron Rodgers said is something that, of course, I personally believe in. That's why a couple months ago I made this shirt saying that if you could question it, if it's, it's science, if it's not, if you can't, it's propaganda. You could get yours exclusively on the best political shirt. Dot com And because you do, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. This should be a really interesting conversation, to say the least. You know, Luke, it's his rants just like that that gives me flashbacks to, like, when you first started red-pilling me with your rants on Timcast. <laughs> this is the pre-rant. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm loaded up. Got me up. fired I'm, up, though. I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. But this is the pre. This, loaded this, up means something different. <laughs> Viewers of our show last night would understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, Chris Carr, executive editor at TimCast.com. Uh, although I am technically Chris Carr, I'm very much feeling the energy of Ian as I sit in his chair yes. and uh, can, take in his, all of his crystals. Yeah, can people there's – no, there's no way for them to see, see the that there's literally yeah. like no. two uh, dozen crystals yeah. in front of Ian it's at all times. You really just kind of have to see the display for yourselves, but uh, it's very powerful. Yeah. Polished <laughs> spherical pyrite, I believe, mm-hmm. and gems mm-hmm. and um, – I'll take a photo of it right now and put it on Twitter Perfect. just so people <laughs> see the <laughs> amount of rocks – that are uh, of laid in front of you <laughs> and, and magic hippie stuff. It's that, a beautiful that you thing. Have Luke's got here. machetes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Damn right. You never right. know. Things get crazy here on this show. <laughs> and they do. I'm ready. So well, um, it gets wild. Yeah. Then, then, then everyone can know that uh, Owen was here, invited by Luke, actually, oh, just yeah, like some yeah, of yeah. our previous this guests. This is my third guest. I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm on borrowed time here. I'm not that guy, Tim. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I am also here in the corner and pushing buttons, having fun. I was saying earlier that the crystals and the machetes right here in front of me are like yin and yang, so we're trying to keep the peace, but we have the means to do it. I'm excited for the show. Let's go. Before we get started, my friends, go over to TimCast.com, become a member, help support all of our journalism. The website is almost, uh, I would say it's like 
99.9% funded just by members. Like there's, there's some other revenue streams, but basically all the journalists we have, good people like Chris, Chris Carr here, they're funded by you guys as members. So if you think we do a good job reporting on this stuff, covering like say the Epstein case, the Maxwell trial, then you can support our work by being a member. Of course, we have a massive library of content, including the green room, guests before the show that goes up periodically. And then we have, of course, the Timcast IRL members only exclusives. So again, support our work. But you can also go to Timcast.com, click the store and pick up our very new Don't Be That Guy, Be a Gorilla shirt. We thought long and hard about how to make merch about this one. So I pinned it in the in the chat room on YouTube because we didn't want it to be negative. I didn't want to make a T-shirt that memefied a negative moment and insulted anybody. And so we, we were like, do we want to, I'm not that guy shirt. I'm not that guy. I'm a gorilla because the gorilla meme. And I was like, I don't know if people would understand that. And so I was like, how about don't be that guy? Be a gorilla. I like that. Right. And so that's what we made. So it still references some kind of meme moment, but we want it to be positive and silly and funny and not kind of down and negative. So again, you can go to TimCast.com in the store and pick that up. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends if you really do like it. Let's talk about the news. And I got to say... um, we got the story from TibGas.com. Criminal case against Epstein's prison guards dropped on Thursday. Just one day after Ghislaine Maxwell is convicted of sex trafficking, the charges against Epstein's prison guards are dropped. Now, yesterday, my friends, I pointed out after reading the headline that we would be demonetized because when a story is this big and this important, there's no point in trying to dance around it. We will be demonetized. And then, of course, I threw it over to Luke and Luke just went off. And so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll carry on with that new tradition. Luke? This criminal cover-up <laughs> is reaching its epidemic to the point where... It's epidemic? What? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say here. Are you freaking kidding me? Like The guards! The guards that were sleeping, falsifying records, the people that were responsible for the... the <laughs> I can't say it again. Oh my gosh, Luke. For the extermination of... Oh, of let's, just, let's just say Jeffrey Epstein was left alone in his cell by sleeping guards, and then later was found not alive anymore. Indeed, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. Whatever you may call it. Some people like to name it a part of a, someone who was running as a presidential candidate, but that's another thing. But these guards were caught napping. They were caught allegedly looking up the news. They were caught looking uh, for motorcycles and furniture and other expensive items. What were they were doing? Well, they falsified the records here, and they were the ones that were supposed to be doing the rounds, checking on Epstein, making sure that, of course, he did not hurt himself in any way, shape, or form. And, of course, they absolutely failed on that job. What happened to Epstein? No one knows. The video footage of his first alleged attempt to hurt himself was literally destroyed and not found under the hands of the authorities that, of course, later came out with the statement by James Comey's daughter and said, oh, no, we just we just lost the tapes. We don't know what happened. There was, of course, a second attempt, attempt whatever may happen. We don't know because, again, these guards were allegedly too busy looking to buy motorcycles to find out. So, again, the, the evidence here is being once again destroyed. And the fact that these guards had their charges dropped by the federal government shows you just how complicit, how disgusting, how rotten this system is, and how they want you to forget this very important story, the story of the decade. When the mainstream media was promoting Jeffrey Epstein as some kind of great philanthropist, they were promoting him as some kind of big money guy, a Wall Street guy, a hedge fund guy. 
Everyone, including even Miss McCain, knew that he was up to extremely awful, horrible things. And everyone within the government knew what he was doing. The FBI knew since the 90s, and they were sitting on their hands as thousands of children were being hurt and literally sacrificed at the altar for the ruling elites to do whatever they wanted to in horrible, disgusting ways. And I got I a lot to, more to say about this, and Prince Andrew sure. is connected to this, but you got to say something to me. i got to say something very important for everybody who's listening to this segment. The reason this story is dropping just before New Year's Eve, viewership is going to be down across the board. Ratings are going to be down. Everyone's on vacation. No one's paying attention. They are covering this up. Hmm. They sealed the records. The trial was rushed through. We we got a glimpse through a keyhole. There was more evidence the FBI had and apparently was cataloged that's never been gone through. And now they're saying with the records being resealed, all of these high profile individuals were flying on this plane. Never going to find out about it. They drop the trial. The, the, the conviction comes just after Christmas. They're dropping the criminal charges against the guards in the prison where Epstein lost his life. And it's happening on, during a holiday. It, it is. It is. You do this. This is this is a PR dead zone. OK, companies release information. The news comes out on Friday nights or during holidays to make sure no one sees it. Now, I, I don't have all the answers. This is a but, clip, I, yeah. but but people, you need to make sure that people hear this story because as big as it was when we heard Epstein was no longer alive in his prison cell, hmm. this story, this story that the guards are having their charges dropped needs to be just as big. And we're fighting a a, a massive. 30-foot wall from sea to shining sea, keeping this information out, and that is releasing it on a holiday. This is absolutely a criminal cover-up and nothing else. What else can you can you say here? Why did the government say, hey, these people that are responsible for thousands of children never getting justice, these guards that are responsible for these men that hurt children in unspeakable ways, never facing justice, these guards are the ones responsible for it. They have so much weighing on their decisions that night, and they're not going to be held responsible for one of the biggest injustices in our legal justice system? I mean, Epstein was in the hands of the authorities. They had everything. He would have spoken. He would have leaked names. He had the profiles. He had the DVDs. He had the CDs. He had the hard drives on so many prominent individuals that, of course, he surveilled. He had so much blackmail, so much power, so much truth, and the federal government is squashing it, making sure you will never see it. And that is utterly disgusting because your tax dollars, your ignorance, literally allowed some of the worst human atrocities to happen on the face of this earth that were sanctioned, stamped on by the approval of the federal authorities, by the police officers, the prosecutors, the judges, the politicians, the regulators. All of them were involved here, and this system is rotten to its core. And to see this major story break now... On, on a Thursday, right before New Year's, hmm. this is deliberate. This didn't happen today, by the way. People need to understand. This happened some uh, unknown time ago, and now we're finding out about it? it. It's absolutely crazy. Owen, do you want to say that? Well, the thing that I think about in issues like this is why has society become so apathetic? What is it? I mean, oh, this is a little bit, you know, tangential, but like, what is it in our food system that makes us so apathetic towards this? What is it about our day to day? boring drive to work that makes us so apathetic sugar and yeah, <laughs> yeah sugar. And, and like what is it about the you know the the st- over stimulation that we see in society that makes us not care about this 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So... And then from that standpoint, if you can kind of pull out a little bit, what could the average person even do? Let's say that this head broken during a peak news cycle. What could the average person even do about it to where they're not so demoralized that they just sit it's there true. and go, I don't know. What do you want me to do? And then right. they just get back to the to the bread and circus. You know, mm-hmm. well, I was just thinking we should do a skit like the movie Don't Look Up. So in the movie, you know, I guess spoiler alert. It's not that big of a spoiler because if you know, if you read what the movie's about, it's just people saying like, "There's a there's a meteor, a comet going to hit the Earth," and they go on they go on TV, and the people on TV are like, "Uh huh." I I think they would be it would be fascinating to have a similar sketch where it's like Luke goes on a talk show and he's like, <gasps> "Powerful global elites are flying on these planes, including the former president, two two former presidents. You got the one of the wealthiest men in the world. There are children being trafficked, and they're like." That's so crazy. <laughs> How can I get one of these flights? <laughs> I think that has just happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, no, that's an, that's an excellent idea. Even for a funny skit video, in, instead of the asteroid coming to destroy Earth, it's a whole bunch of like hopped up billionaires that are ready to like do horrible things to it's small children. Like, and there's like, an epidemic of them going wild, literally having their way and doing unspeakable wait, wait, things wait, and hurting children. Fi- like 50 Bill Gates yeah. marching through the streets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates gets a mutation device where he replicates, and there's thousands of them, and they're all going on, and like like a pandemic of the zombies. But instead of zombies, they do other unspeakable things, uh, well, uh, especially I'll, to I'll little say, children. And then there's no future, and then we can make this like a no future <laughs> because there's no more children because uh, the Bill Gateses and the other horrible people have their ways with them. But there's also a lot of other I'll, important I'll, details just, here that we got to talk about with Prince Andrew. I'll say one more thing, and I'll throw it to you on Prince Andrew. I just want to <laughs> let people know that when Luke wakes up in the morning, well, I shouldn't say in the morning, when, when Luke wakes up just around the crack of noon yeah. and he's very groggy and tired and I'm like, I got to get Sky whipped into shape, there's actually one magic word I can say to make it so that Luke instantly is in 110%. Mm. He's like walking around, he's in his pajamas and he's like, I'm tired, man, you got any coffee? And I go, Epstein. <laughs> he goes, that son of a, I'll tell you them. And then he just goes off and he's it's 100%. And I'm Get like, hey, he's ready for the day. How right, in the world can I, you not? Can I, <laughs> about that? This is pretty important what you just said there. So if you, when you study spiritual world, there's books like, uh, power, okay, power versus force, um, that you can look up. And they talk about how one of the lowest levels in human consciousness is apathy, mm-hmm. right? And the next level above that is anger. And so in many ways, I think the mainstream media plays into that, where if somebody's in an apathetic mode and then you put a story about love or peace or joy or fun, that doesn't resonate. What energizes us in a, in my little thing that I do, I call it a derp state, basically this apathetic derpy state that most of us are in and they will have to fight our way out of. Um, what happens is that the media knows that, makes people angry. And so we're kind of stuck in this thing where, it's hard to get people to that next level, right? So in spiritual growth, they, you know, if you've ever read uh, Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. he calls his second book is called A New Earth, you know, and a lot of people talk about that. Like, what would a better world actually look like? And when most of us are eating the wrong foods and we're spaced out and we're in apathy and then you hear about Jeffrey Epstein, I mean, let's be like, I loved your point. You said, Tim, and I took a huge amount of knowledge from that. But then I honestly do wonder, even if that had been posted on a major news day, would anything have even happened? I mean, it is so much in your face. I'm probably more would have. Well, well, I'll yeah. say this, man. I think it was a big red pill moment for a lot of Americans yes. when the dude was no longer alive in his prison cell. Mm-hmm. We'll just we'll say it that way because on unal- well, no, he was just he was just he was there, and then all of a sudden he was no longer alive. Whatever you want, whatever you want to say about it. The point is, 
a lot of people were just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And so that may not have a direct effect on will they go outside and protest, but it'll probably have a big impact on what they read in the news and could shift culture yeah. very, very much so. I like to say taken out because there's many interpretations where you could kind of allude to what happened here. But this is a key linchpin story that, that has a lot of people's confidence in the entire system hanging in the balance. Because people understand if your system, if your tax dollars, if your police officers, your judges, your prosecutors are literally out there participating, aiding and abetting or looking the other way as children are being hurt in unspeakable ways, that's a system. System that does not have any trust within it. And this is why the, the when this story broke, there was a huge response to this, not by the corporate media, not even by the big tech social media. People had to force the hashtag. Jeffrey Epstein didn't blank himself. That hashtag went almost everywhere. Corporate media was forced to cover it. And, and, the, and the, the, the kind of veil surrounding this entire system started to unfold because people started to see how people, how things really work in Washington, D.C. You know, that bill that's very popular, populist policies that never get passed. Why don't they get passed? What power do these special interests have? What extortion abilities, what blackmail do they have for these politicians to always turn their back on the citizens and never deliver on their promises? Well, we got a sneak peek at it. We got a small window. We got the tip of the iceberg with Jeffrey Epstein and the rabbit hole goes a lot deeper. Uh, now, so uh, what can the average person do about this? Their attention, their energy, just even understanding this is extremely powerful because the system can't function if un- if not enough people believe in them. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so so the- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. no, no, no. I was just going to say that like that, that's something that's really bothering me too. That's this, you keep iterating the same question. I keep thinking it's just like okay, so what? What can you do? What can the average person do? Yes, being red pilled on this whole story is pretty important, but maybe at some level it would uh, help people feel like they could um, sort of. If they see this on the national level and they see how deep it is and how corrosive the whole system can be with an issue like this, then maybe it would make them think, well, I can't let this happen at the local level. You know, I mean, if uh, because like they can't do anything about Manhattan if they're in some in the Midwest somewhere, but they could be aware of, wow, if it could happen there, then it can happen here. And they're going to do whatever they can to get engaged in local politics and local school school boards and mm-hmm. figure out ways to make sure that there's accountability when bad stuff happens. It's it's mm-hmm. It's not just about voting. It's not just about getting involved or anything like that. If one day... Let's just put it this way. Let's say tomorrow we woke up and literally every single person in this country was actively against critical race praxis in schools. It would be gone because all of a sudden, even Democrats would be like, we are going to lose because people are so strongly against this. Everybody who heard that story about these prison guards and immediately regular people who are not in politics were like, yo, what the just happened? That's a moment where people might just say very simply, I'm not going to put money towards certain things. I'm going to read different news sources. It can cause such a major cultural shift that I think an important point that Luke brought up is confidence in a system is the only way the system can function. So if one day everybody woke up and felt that the U.S. dollar had no value, it would literally have no value. So when people get this news, it changes their perception. It can strip confidence away from the system. That's why they put it out just before New Year's Eve when nobody's paying attention. And, and if the mm. government cared about you or your children or just innocent children at all, they would have went to those guards and they would have said, okay, what happened here? Did you really just fall asleep? Were you really buying furniture here? Were you buying a motorcycle here? Or did something else happen? We're going to uh, put pressure on you. You're going to face a very stiff sentence for this dereliction of duty because you just created injustice for thousands of children. They didn't do any of that. They just mysteriously, someday before this, 
dropped the charges. When did they drop the charges? We don't know because, again, a lot of this, as Tim is saying, was specifically scheduled in a way so not enough people know about this. They're afraid of more people finding out about this. And this is why if the feds really cared about you, they would have went to Maxwell and, and they would have been like, okay, you were the procurer. Who did you procure who to? Who else was in this? Who else was involved here? Who else were you hanging out here? Tell us, Prince and Andrew. we'll give you a lesser sentence. One of those individuals, admittedly, is the man who doesn't sweat at all, doesn't have any sweat glands, according to him, <laughs> is, of course, Mr. Prince Andrew, the Queen's son. The Queen's and, and the royal family have a lot of connections to really awful people who do very similar things that Epstein did, by the way. This, Epstein is not the first person connected to the royal family that does these awful, horrible yo, things. Yo, there's a, there's a, real quick, there's a picture of Epstein and Maxwell at the Queen's cottage. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's oh, a yeah. picture of Kevin Spacey and Ghislaine Maxwell sitting on the throne. <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? How many of these people are interconnected? Like, <laughs> ah! okay, well, the, the way that I think about it, okay, when you're in a business, basically the way most businesses function is you keep gradually increasing the price. And then what you do is you tend to shrink what it is that you're giving. And then you wait until customers stop buying. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was freedoms that were won for us by people largely in the past. And what happened is, is that the establishment can begin to infringe on those freedoms or even flaunt this nonsense in our face. And as long as there's no boundary, that will keep going, right? Because if you run a business and then you just keep raising the price, raising the price, at a certain you're like, they're just going to let us keep raising the price. Say, say you sell orange shoes, you keep giving less and less orange shoes. The point is like one drop, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And then you're, mm-hmm. you're like, they're going to buy a drop for a hundred dollars. Well, do it for, do it for a thousand dollars then. Right. And so what's happening is that back in the day when the kind of people lived in our society who would have had some kind of a boundary, they can't just push the envelope like they have in 2020, like they have with Epstein, all this different kind of stuff. But I look at myself. So, you know, me and Luke are friends and I've been listening to what he's saying for years, Tim. I've watched what you're saying for years. And I'm like, it's like, okay, I'm sold. What do I do? Right. And it's like, I don't know what to do. So talk so, to people. Uh, and I, and I do, and I make videos about it and, and I have a new video series about it and all that kind of stuff. But I just like when I'm teaching a seminar, for example, in personal growth, what we try to do is get people to buy into this idea that they should improve. And then we give them a direction on what to do for somebody who, so for me watching this, it's like what me watching a seminar with this incredible theory but what do you do? You so I love tell what you said. Yeah, mm-hmm. you tell more people about it. Because like I, like I think confidence in a system is the most important thing, mm-hmm. taking it away. Mm-hmm. If, if people aren't paying attention and don't care, the criminals get away with it. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you've got if you've got 100 people and they all have their backs turned to a bank, the bank robber is like, now's my chance. If you tell, hey, everybody, turn around, and they all do, the guy's going to be like, I'm, going the other, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching now. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to put it. Once everyone's paying attention, it makes it very difficult for criminals to get away with this stuff. It's because people get mad, people vote, people don't buy things. It breaks confidence in the system. If every single person in this country was focused on this story right now and believed something wrong was happening, the politicians would be sweating bullets. They could only get away with it if... People are not paying attention to what they're doing. When With that attention, it is leading to some circumstances. Ghislaine Maxwell, awful person, according to all her accusers, is going away. Jeffrey Epstein, no longer here. If we were totally blind to this entire situation, that operation would have been going on. VH, VH1 was making documentary pieces about how great Epstein was, how much money he had, and people were falling for that trap, and there was people coming to him with their children, be like, yeah, you're cool, we want to hang out, not knowing that this is a big monster that will hurt you. That the, the more we know about these monsters, there's a reason Bill Gates spends hundreds of millions of dollars buying off the corporate media, literally. He sent, I think, $319 million 
dollars all over the corporate media. He does that because without people's ignorance, he can't get away with a lot of the stuff that he's doing. And he's rarely ever, he was asked, I think, once or twice about his connection to, of course, Jeffrey Epstein. There's a far bigger extensive uh, uh, connection here. His response to it was atrocious. His response to it was even more surprising than even the question being asked the first time. But but again, this story doesn't end. And I, and I just, be, before we end, I want to talk about Prince Andrew because this also is the breaking of the dam of this entire establishment system that is so uh, disgusting and has so much blackmail in it because Andrew's lawyers are now holding emergency talks. There's the the victim's defense lawyer who said that Andrew should be shaking in his boots. He just filed a motion to make sure that all of the witness testimony, including his deposition, is kept secret from the general public. This has never been heard from before. He's facing a civil suit uh, in the United States. He's making a lot of outlandish arguments. We're still waiting for him to be deposed. And when he's deposed, he's going to be sitting there in front of the lawyers representing the victims, the children here that were hurt here, and he's going to have to answer some serious questions, and there's a lot of them, including how the royal protection officers literally destroyed evidence to his alibi. There is a lot of dirty, disgusting things happening here, and it's only our ability to talk about it, get it out there, that is able to stop a lot of this in its tracks. And it did it's, work in some way. It's it's hard to it's hard to move on from the story because I'm really quite offended that they're putting it out right now, mm. and it's obvious why. That's why I've brought it up so much. So, so please, guys, if you're hearing this, keep this fresh in your mind. Keep keep a tab open in your browser with the story and get ready to share it in the next week or so to let people know you got to pay attention to this stuff. Because these are these are evil people doing evil things. But one last thing, one last thing. Well, I'm sorry, I, I just have a million things I want to say, but I just really quickly. This also bridges the gap between the left and the right. People on the left agree. People on the right agree. What happened here in this specific instant is an absolute horrible case of government out of control that is absolutely unaccountable. This is a potential item that could bring us all together against that powers that be that truly do run things and truly make things miserable for us and it shatters that divide and conquer agenda that's why i I talk about this so much and i get so passionate about it because it's so important let me let Mm -hmm. me give a shout out to hassan piker he's got a tweet hassan us at hassan the hun i responded with eight fire emojis he said my thoughts are with the clinton family in this trying time as their close and personal best friend pictured front and center at chelsea clinton's wedding is going to federal prison for sex trafficking minors and according to one report i saw i haven't fact checked this one apparently the wedding was like invite only no strangers allowed so yeah yeah this 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 does bring the left and the right together very much so Hmm. and there's there's a viral tweet that that, uh, a tweet that went viral it was posted all over reddit and someone said, if Joe Biden was involved with Epstein, then he should go to prison. If Donald Trump was involved with Epstein, he should go to prison. See, was that so hard? And I'm like, no, it wasn't, because literally everyone agrees. Mm-hmm. The left, so you, the, the, there's people who are trying to make it seem like Trump supporters are like, well, Trump should get away with it. I'm like, no, no, no. Everybody agrees. Release the documents. Show us the book. Show us everybody. Show us the tapes. I don't care if they're on the left or the right. That's it. All the more reason to bury it. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exactly. Lag week. Yeah, that yeah, makes a well, lot of divide, sense. Luke mentioned divide and conquer、yeah. is so very much important for the for the establishment.、Mm. And this is the one thing that brings us together, and it scares the crap out of the establishment. It scares the crap out of the corporate media. They want this story to go away. This decision, again, I have to say this again. This decision with the federal government dropping these charges didn't happen today. It happened some other time. We don't know when. It happened deliberately in a way so we do not pay attention to it. That and 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 when they are doing all this, you know, it's showing that that their propaganda is extremely important for everything that they're doing, and it could be stopped with the truth. All right. Well, let, let's let's move on to the next story. It's really hard to get away from that stuff. It's so big. It's so important. But、um, I saw a clip earlier that made me very it made me laugh a lot. It was from Steve Bannon's war room, and Bannon said、uh, that Alex Jones was on the forefront of the transhumanism stuff before everybody. And then he shows a clip of Alex from several years ago, just screaming that interdimensional demons have possessed people and are sending the message. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, I don't know, I don't care. I mean, whatever. It was just, it's funny to watch. And、uh, oh, that, that's I just brought that up for no reason, just to mention that it was funny. But we have this story about Alex Jones.、Oh. Alex Jones threatens to dish dirt on a pathetic Donald Trump for pushing vaccines. And tells his Infowars listeners to move on from the Republican 2024 frontrunner. Alex Jones said Wednesday that he will dish all the dirt on Donald Trump now that the former president has come out more definitively in favor of vaccinations. In fact, maybe you know what? To get Trump's attention, maybe I should just dish all the dirt. The far-right media personality said on Infowars, Jones said the impending gossip is not to hurt Trump. It's so people can know how pathetic he is when you think he's playing 4D chess. Trump was booed by his supporters earlier this month when he revealed that he received the, the COVID nineteen booster shot. But I just want to point out, Trump's always been in favor of this. Trump spearheaded the Operation Warp Speed campaign. He's at his rallies telling people to get it. I don't understand how this is new information, but I do think it's interesting. I'm wondering you get, what you guys think you know, on Alex what, Jones, you know, what being upset was, about was it. Trump had previously said, you know, he was pro vax, but he was against. Oh, Trump was previously saying that he was pro vax, but against the boosters. Um, and then he's he now, said he was against the boosters. I, I don't know. He was against. I, I believe.、So. I think he was kind of like, like、eh, boosters,、that. right? And then he hit a point where he's like, I got the booster. So it was more.、Um, it was he was kind of walking it back a little bit, and then it seemed as though he kind of is now more in favor of it. Well, he's definitely in favor of it. At least、uh, what I'm hearing from the Trump supporters that I know is that he had plausible deniability early on. Like he wanted to just get out of a pandemic, he wanted to get out of lockdowns, and that's why he put in Operation Warp Speed into place. And now he sees it as far, insofar as I understand it, he sees the vaccine as his legacy. That's why he's at times so desperately trying to make it his legacy. But the Trump supporters that I know are really angry about this. Like I know we were talking the other night, and you said that most of the people are just like, "Oh, you got the booster, so what?" But every Trump supporter that I know, they're furious at the fact that he is、yeah. still. Pushing it after what they perceive to be, there's data that's come out that he should be aware of, and I don't know why he's not aware of it. Didn't Trump say that it's hard to criticize Biden now because Biden congratulated him on the work he did with the vaccine? Did he, did he say that? I believe that. I got to fact check it really yeah, quickly, but、quote. he's on the same side of Fauci. Fauci is also saying Donald Trump is doing the right thing here and singing Trump's praises. So、no, uh, when when you're on the same side as as Biden and Fauci and promoting a big pharma out of control. Unaccountable, huge institution that doesn't have any liability.
credibility. There should be a lot of questions here. And what Donald Trump said wasn't backed by science. He didn't present any data. He didn't present any kind of evidence. He went off and talked in tangents and generalizations about pushing a narrative and agenda that has just, been shoved it, no, on it, a lot it was of people. Just, it was just a generic mainstream media talking point that didn't explain anything. He said you're going to die if you don't take this, Trump essentially. Did. Trump yeah, said that. Yes. Did Trump literally say that? Mm. Um, his points, what, did he, what was his words exactly? Like Let me if, look it up. Um, we've got to look up. We're the talking words about the Bill O'Reilly interview, right? No, we're talking oh. about the Candace Owens interview. Oh, so there's right. a number oh, okay. of interviews where yeah, he's yeah. he's gone off and talked about this. Uh, so Donald Trump has been extremely bullish on big pharma, extremely supportive of of you know the Trump scene as he calls it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, wait, wait, you know, where's the science? Where's the data? At least talk to us in a way where you could convince us with information. You're not doing that. You're kind of speaking in general general uh, platitudes. And people are like, wait, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So that's the larger question. Donald Trump wants credit for this. Mm-hmm. Geraldo oh, yeah. said, call it the Trump vaccine. Give him credit for this. Donald Trump will never let this go. And Donald Trump cares more about the opinion of the New York Times than his own constituents. Yeah. I think that was that true with the hiring of John Bolton, with the refusal to fire Fauci. And even now, when when there was an interview and they're like, why didn't you fire Fauci? I can't remember where it was. I might have been Candace Owens. But he was just like, oh, you know how the left gets. And people were like, are you kidding? Is that is that legit? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024, but I'll tell you this. Donald Trump was the avatar of the rage of the pop, of populist moderates in this country. And if there's nowhere to place that rage, it's going to go wild. Yeah. Donald Trump specifically said eight days ago that those who don't get the shots, those dying in the hospitals didn't get the shot. That, yeah. Those are, are his exact yeah, words. So. Um, and again, there's a lot of data. There's a lot of information coming out, whether it's the New York Times, Daily Mail, or even this uh, latest Robert Koch Institute report that kind of cite the opposite of that. And there's a lot of debate surrounding that. So, again, mass generalization. You're going to die if you don't get this. Well, there's a lot of information that's up for debate about that. What Trump said was, uh, oh, no, the vaccine works. The ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. So he is definitely implying heavily that you may end up definitely at least well it's it's within a paradigm right Mm -hmm. so it's within a paradigm that you don't have if you have no if you're in a paradigm that you have no control over your health or your well-being right if you're unhealthy and you believe that there's just this standard american diet that you can eat and that's it that's just life Hmm. then that is a solution within that paradigm other people you know in the natural health world this is viewed as laughable like if you start following natural health people that you know are incredibly vibrant right and you start following them um just follow them on Instagram. Look up the top 10 natural health people that have incredible health, incredibly vibrant. Um, I mean, have you ever heard of Wim Hof maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be Absolutely. amazing if you could get him on the show. You know, mm-hmm. but people like that. But what's funny is I bet that you couldn't even bring anybody to talk about anything natural on this show because you couldn't even broadcast it. Mm. So, I mean, there's yeah, so YouTube much. Yeah, will take you down. Yeah, like I haven't been it. sick in 10 years so much as a common cold, but I'm not going to get into that. You know, so so you've got to understand that, like, this is a paradigm that they're in. And this is the problem with not having free speech is that somebody could be correct within a paradigm, but then there could be this whole other paradigm in which there's another way of seeing it. YouTube doesn't care for nuance, Mm. you know, uh, and, and the, and the people who delete videos on social media are typically not versed in politics and can't tell the difference between, you know, certain like issues. A good example is there was a, a post on Instagram. It was a famous pro LGBTQ poem that used slurs, but it was like, attacking the slur and then attacking those who would use it this this person who posted it got banned and they were like this is like a very famous poem from the 70s and instagram's like we don't know we don't care 
Mm-hmm. Then you get there, there was this funny, really funny thing that happened when a bunch of white feminists started posting kill all men on, on Facebook and Facebook started banning them all. And they were like, wait, why are you doing this? And it's like Facebook doesn't care. They don't care about what you're intending to say. They don't care about your nuance. The dude in India who is working on this on this uh, click farm, reading through this stuff, doesn't know anything about American culture, just sees words he was told to delete and he deletes them. That's how it works. Exactly. And many times, uh, even including uh, corporate media reports, that power is abused. People have been putting their own kind of perspective, their own kind of religious ideologies when it comes to censoring information on the Internet. And that has been used because a lot of these big tech companies outsource it to different countries. And when different countries have different cultural issues, they implement those cultural issues sometimes when it comes to the censorship. But what happened to Dr. Robert Malone is absolutely awful. But he, he, he went on. Did he go on Rogan today? He, um, according to many sources, yes. He did go on Rogan, and there's going to be a video published of that. There's a previous uh, video with, of course, um, uh, not Robert Malone, but there's another doctor that just uh, Joe Rogan interviewed. That's McCullough. Called McCullough. McCullough? That, yeah. Those videos were also censored on, on YouTube uh, when McCullough uploaded it on his own YouTube channel. So, you know, there's a famous saying, when you tear out a man's tongue, you're not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he mm. might say. And, and do you I know think, what that, that comes from? Um, no. Game of Thrones. Yeah, so I thought. Yeah. Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Dinklage, who said the reason people didn't like the show is because they wanted the, the white people to get married or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember any of <laughs> Yeah, that details. was his character. Great. <laughs> the work. show had good writing before. Yeah. That's I, a great I, quote. I, a controversial opinion. I like the ending, but that's a different topic. <laughs> oh, wow. Different topic. I did. Oh, I did. I did. It's out. unique. Get it's out. different. Get it's out not, of the It's building. not a Disney movie. Excuse me. Okay. But before we get into that, <laughs> before we talk about that, um, again, the censorship is totally out of control and Glenn Greenwald really had a great comment about this he says I'm, I have a sigh of relief knowing I'm, I'm ad-libbing here that I'm protected by um, uh, college wearing flip-flop people drinking Starbucks away from scientific debate keeping us <laughs> safe awesome. from from you know <laughs> from yeah. a- any kind of rational intellectual discourse here he didn't think, say it that way but he, he said something yo, like yo, that to that think, town. think about Larry King and the people he would have on his show people who are not prominent and people who had despicable ideas, and he would put them on this major show, show all of all, all the people of the, of the world watching. You know, I was at CNN when he would when mm-hmm. he was doing the show, mm-hmm. and they would be like, "These people are nuts." Now, something weird is happening. You have Doc, doc is, is Peter McCullough. He's a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Malone, mm-hmm. and they go on the biggest podcast in the world. I'm assuming Malone's on the podcast, but they've also been uh, um, Malone's also been on Dark Horse with Brett Weinstein, and they talk about their opinions, their medical opinions. And it gets deleted. It's removed from the conversation. There's no opportunity to challenge. So you know what happens? Those ideas find the underground. People in the underground watch it uncritically mm-hmm. and believe all yep. of it. Mm. Sometimes they should. Sometimes they shouldn't. But YouTube seems to be either either it is they care so much more about making money. So they will delete anything remotely controversial, creating this hyperpolarization or a form of it. Or they like creating the hyperpolarization, and there's something nefarious behind it. Mm. Yeah, in, in the natural health world, the big, the big, fr- the big frustration is that this could have been a moment to get people to look at health and vitality. So the natural health world, you have people that are not only mass. Again, I'm kind of dancing around some things here, but it's like massively just infused with vitality. I mean, if you've seen the Wim Hof videos of him hiking up Mount Everest in his underwear, right? There's Mm -hmm. these incredible things that you could be doing. So this could have been this, this big moment and it didn't have to be mutually exclusive. It didn't have to be big pharma or natural. 
but we could have just included that in the conversation. You could have had the whole country becoming healthier than ever and mandating – no, don't well, mandate well, it, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. – like, mm. there, There's that meme where it's like, um, you know, doctors you, – you can't talk about recommending exercise, proper diet, sunlight, vitamin D. Even though Fauci himself has brought some of this up, for the most part, it's not a part of the equation in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. There's only one solution, and that solution is vaccination. My response is, I mean, even Fauci's talked about vitamin D and the importance of it, but then these politicians – and, and Fauci included, want lockdowns, which put, put people in boxes with no sunlight. They get no vitamin D, and then they get sick. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it, I don't even know if natural is necessarily even the right word for the broader picture of just health. Yeah. Just general health. Uh, yeah, I, I there, think, there, yeah, I there, think he talked about vitamin D once and, you know, the Winhoff method. Uh, the Winhoff has, has literally uh, broken scientific belief systems with some of the things he's been able to pull off. Uh, and as soon as, you know, everything happened, I remember just doing the Winhoff method. As soon as COVID hit, I went, uh, got on a farm in Pennsylvania and I just started doing, uh, cold bats and uh, breathing exercises. And it, it's, you know, personally, I can't tell you guys what to do, but personally, I saw a lot of results from it. And, and um, again, we should be able to have a discussion. Look, we're not medical doctors. We're not scientists. We're not here to tell you what to do. But but you know these conversations we should be having in an open platform, and we can't even really do that. So this is why it's important to be. To, this, this is why the censorship is bad. And I think everyone get, everyone gets this, but I'll just iterate it or reiterate it. When I call a doctor, I get COVID, and the doctor says it's a virus. Go to bed. And I was like, okay. I ended up talking to Joe Rogan because I, I knew he got some kind of treatment. And then he said, look, man, find a better doctor, call somebody. And then I called another pra- a private practice out here and I talked to a doctor and they said, I want you to take these specific medications. Here's the problem. That was a doctor telling me what to do. But Don Lemon says not to do that. So, you, I, I mean, at what point do we say, oh, we're going to file a lawsuit against these companies for intervening in proper medical care? When, when Joe, this is, this is what really pisses me off. Joe Rogan comes out and he says, here's what I got. Someone calls their doctor and the doctor says, I want you to do this. And that person says, no, doc, I won't because Don Lemon told me not to. Uh, it's, it's, is there going to be like a wrongful uh, death suit when, when CNN makes fun of Joe Rogan for taking horse dewormer and it makes people not want to get medicated? My concern is that people in Africa who need ivermectin for river blindness will now think it's some kind of steriliz- sterilizing agent because a bunch of journalists reported that it was. It's insane. So we, we, we need to be able to have conversations that are reasonable and rational, but the, the, these big tech censors ain't letting it happen. Let me show you what's going on here. We're, we're going to pull the start from TMZ. We're going to get into danger zone territory on oh, YouTube, boy. but we need yeah. to talk about this. Aaron Rodgers, NFL teams are recommending my COVID medical regimen to treat players. What? Aaron Rodgers, who famously took ivermectin and a concoction of other drugs to fight COVID, says he's 100% sure NFL teams are recommending his same medical regimen to players to get over the virus. The Packers superstar made the claim Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show, insisting that he knows for a fact Teams believe his method of staving off coronavirus can work. I do know behind the scenes, this is 100% true. There are many teams who are using, who are recommending a lot of the same treatments that I got for their players. As we reported, Roger said after he contracted coronavirus in November that he used a combination of drugs similar to Joe Rogan to recover from the virus quickly. I'm going to tell you this, and we always say it. I don't, I don't, I don't care for Aaron Rodgers's medical advice. I do find his opinions on how he was treated interesting. Now, if I'm going to take action, it's not going to be because Joe Rogan told me to, to ingest something. In fact, when Joe Rogan said, 
take it seriously and, and try calling this, you know, find another doctor. I said, I'll, 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 I'll take it seriously because I don't, I don't want to end up in a hospital or something like that. And I found a doctor who said monoclonal antibodies. I said, I know that is an EUA authorized treatment. It's the Regeneron treatment. I know Trump got it. Okay, let's do it. They gave it to us. They also said they wanted to take us a bunch of other drugs, including ivermectin, to which I said, I don't think I need it because the monoclonal antibodies, in my view, worked within tw- within 12 hours. I was feeling better. I was feeling like I was recovering. Everything, like the pain was, was gone. It was incredible. And I said, why should I take this? And they said, I, your doctor, have prescribed you a series of medications and you need to take what I prescribe. And I said, fine. The problem is when when people in the NFL are getting that same prescription from doctors, but regular people are being told not to take, not to follow their own doctor's orders because of YouTube, because of CNN, because of Don Lemon. We're going to have very serious problems in this country because I will say your doctor should, should be the person prescribing this to you. And then you look at what they're talking about. Didn't Joe Rogan also say that Congress got similar treatment? Hmm. Something is wrong. When we can't have a conversation about what this is, when doctors are prescribing it, when high profile institutions are reportedly prescribing it, but you're banned for bringing it up. Yep. And they're getting better and everyone else is told to go home. We haven't even prioritized early treatment and secretly the NFL. So no one finds out, according to Aaron Rodgers, is doing the treatments that the mainstream media, the establishment, the politicians are telling you not to take. And, and they're not and they're not doctors. Exactly. The problem I have. And I've tweeted about this a lot is that these people are like, Oh, I drove into a parking lot and just someone just gave me a shot. And I'm like, did your doctor advise you to do? Yeah. Did you go and talk to a doctor? Talk about look allergies, maybe allergies, yep. Guillain Barre syndrome. I know it's incredibly rare, but I, I'm wondering if what we're getting in the VAERS reports could be attributed to people who aren't getting proper advice from medical professionals. So at the same time at YouTube and all these other platforms are like, we don't want medical misinformation. I'm like, did stop Fauci. Didn't stop. Oh, but Fauci is the authority. So he's allowed to be wrong and then correct himself later. No, this is a ridiculous game. It's an absolutely ridiculous game. My recommendation is to always talk to a doctor, get a second opinion. We're not medical experts. Neither is YouTube. Neither is Aaron Rodgers. Neither is the NFL, but Mm. neither is Don Lemon. So when you hear these things are being prescribed by doctors, we need to be able to have conversations about what that means. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, just pissed about this. The, man. the viewpoint for health in in the East, for example, would be say that you have a business and you have payroll, right? You don't get to the point where you're in you're in cash flow deficits. You know, you don't get to the point where you're you're behind on paying your staff. You want to have this big cash reserve where you're ahead of the game and you have such a big cash reserve that if you lose a little bit of cash, it doesn't hurt your business. So the Eastern philosophy of this of health is that you get so far ahead in your health hmm. that if you take a little knock. It's not going to impact you the same way that if you're behind. So the Western view is more reactive. The Eastern view is more proactive. But even me, I've had a, a great run of 10 years without having any problems. I'll never make a video on that. No way. And you think people like LeBron James and Tom Brady who know this, you think that they're not aware of it? And they have to make a decision. Do I want to speak up? You know, LeBron kind of had his little Spider-Man meme where that's his way of getting it out. Tom's just mad like, about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom's just like, oh, yeah, I did it. I mean, so the point being is like we imagine a system where somebody as famous and powerful as LeBron James or Tom Brady might even feel uncomfortable to give their actual opinion about these things. Somebody like Aaron mm. Rodgers, he just kind of old school. He's like, well, you know, like he, he doesn't even yep. know what's going on. So he just speaking like old school. He doesn't even know the change in culture that's happened. 
Um, and people like Aaron Rodgers that are more and more old school, there's going to be less and less of them as time goes on unless mm-hmm. things change. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, the establishment treatment for this is the vaccine. We also have to understand that... The, no, no, the, not, not, not treatment. A preventative. Yeah, the, the establishment's answer mm-hmm. to all of this right. is the vaccine, right? It's their bottom line. There's vaccine mandates within the NFL, within the NBA, which also should be sparking a lot of questions like, okay, they're, they're all vaccinated. Well, what's really going on here when they're still getting sick here and they're professional athletes in the top of their health? That should be a question that we should at least be able to kind of even talk about well, or conceive. I'll, I'll say, I want to make sure I say this too. Look, Aaron Rodgers could be wrong. I'm not going to pretend that just because he said something is definitive, we would need to do some, some fact checking and get some confirmation. It's very difficult. I would also like to bring up, though, um, we just broke a record in the United States for a 24-hour period of, of, of COVID cases being reported. Huh. New York City, overwhelming. And we've had people, guests on the show from New York, tell us, like, yeah, everybody they know, they got it, and it was bad. And so I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Don't work for Pfizer. But I do have some questions about what's happening with the, with the, the majority of New Yorkers who are vaccinated but still getting sick. It, how, is that, that that can't be a breakthrough case anymore, can it? Could it just be that the vaccine isn't stopping the variants at all? Well, again, we don't know a lot of this because a lot of the data is being hidden away from us. The CDC director just announced after major corporations asked her to, to, to stop the quarantine from 10 days to 5 days. She just came out on CNN today and said, quote, it really had a lot to do with what we thought people would be able to tolerate, explaining mm-hmm. her decision to why she shortened the quarantine time after major corporations asked her to do so. That's not science. That's not, that's not anything definitive that actually might help people or not help people. What made you come down to this decision? What we're going to tolerate? There's a lot of implications behind those words. Yo, mm-hmm. I'm so done yeah. with the, 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 the social media guidelines or whatever because they're out of date. They make no sense. They, they, they make no sense at all. The, the science has changed so often and so quickly and then changed again that I don't even know what the rules are at this point. Right. So, like, can we talk about one of the most famous quarterbacks in the world saying what the NFL is doing and Joe Rogan? No idea. Literally no idea. So I'm just waiting for that banhammer any moment because they're just like someone at YouTube. Here, I'll tell you what's going to happen because we've seen it to other people. Uh, Crowder hmm. cites the CDC. Strike. Yep. It's like, he was reading the CDC. Uh, who was it? Um, this, there was a CDC article that was labeled fake news on Facebook. Do you guys remember yeah, that? Amazing. None of this. It's it's Look, maybe just the system is imploding. Maybe at some point when we had all these different, when we had like five different channels and all the news came from these very specific sources, it was easy to control a narrative. Now there's no controlling it. It's just 
smaller tribes throwing mud at each other. And YouTube is like, they've got a lot of power. And so like, we're banning all of this. Meanwhile, the NFL is doing this. It's like, I don't even know. I don't even know how you define what's mainstream anymore. Mm. Mm. Is a celebrity famous? Mm. No idea. No idea. I don't think so. I think we fractured to such an extreme degree. Nothing is making sense. Yeah. What do you make sense of it? Like, what's your sense of it, Owen? How um, do you make sense of all this? From your like perspective, uh, understanding okay, so the social dynamics. Any, anything that I any anything that I make an argument, I you've heard of the idea of a straw man argument, okay? So a straw man argument is where you attack the weakest possible position of that argument, okay? And you probably had that done on you, Tim. I bet you you've had that done oh, on yeah. you, where somebody we, takes we like, what you say. We like to steal a man, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 we like to steal a man, right? <laughs> right? So so you know what it feels like to have somebody completely cut you out of context, make you take jokes that you said that you yeah. you know didn't even mean. Um, turn you into a cartoon character. I mean, look what's happened to Alex Jones. You mentioned Alex Jones before, who I've learned about from your show. And it's like, look at what's been done to him. It's completely insane. Um, right. And it doesn't mean he's perfect all the time, but look at how they cut him out of context. They cut people out of context. So what I do is I try to do the courtesy of somebody who I disagree with. I try to do the steel man argument for what they're doing. So mm-hmm. if you look at something like censorship, I ask myself, okay, what is the steel man argument for that much of a violation of the First Amendment? Like, but but it, but it's not doing them a courtesy. It's mm-hmm. for you. Okay. If, 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 you know, all of, everyone listening, if you want to truly win an argument, you must argue against their strongest position. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's easy to try and argue against the weak position, but it also looks, look, makes you look weak. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that video of Madison Cawthorn punching the tree. You no. see that one? Mm-hmm. There's, there, I, I think it's Madison Cawthorn. It, it, like the left likes playing it all the time. It shows him punching a tree that's rotted out. And I'm like, you guys don't look strong for making fun of a dude, who, like making fun of this dude. You know what I mean? You're going after possibly the weakest possible thing. It has nothing to do with po- his political arguments. It does not make it look like they have anything substantive to say because they're making fun of a, uh, making fun of a video of him punching a tree. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that tree have to do with my taxes? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, so so what is the strongest possible version, you know, for example, with what's happened in 2020 of the need to censor? So they would say things like misinformation. So what if somebody who's very, very charismatic, right? Human beings do respond to charisma. We respond to who's the most certain of them, themselves, right? And then, you know, one of the big arguments for censorship is they say freedom of speech is not freedom of reach. Hmm. So, yes, you have your free speech to do in your basement, but, you know, you shouldn't have that amp- – you, you, the, the big tech doesn't owe that to you to amplify that. That's what they would say, right? Mm-hmm. So then imagine a world where big tech didn't censor and then all of a sudden um, some super charismatic person is like, you know, take the pear. You just eat a pear. And then everyone's like, pear, 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 pear. It's like pear, 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 pear. So it's kind of coming from a mindset that the average person is is too naive and dumb not to fall in with somebody who's very charismatic. And so what that tells me, if you value the First Amendment, is you've got to start saying to yourself, well, why is it that people's like people are being framed as stupid, people are being framed as naive, and what would it take to get our population to a point where they are capable of seeing multiple different arguments and not going pair, 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 pair? Like, what does it take to get to that point? What do we have to change in our education system to get to that point? Because the ultimate answer can never be getting rid of the first amendment that's not the answer right mm. but if the count if, if the steel man argument is what about the pair guy it's going to destroy the world well if that's the counter argument then what would be you know our response back to that you know we need to teach more critical thinking um we need to teach people how to have the ability to look at multiple different sources of information and to parse through it and to see what is accurate there's there's a couple of really uh, good ways to look at this when COVID happens i say okay if I want to go out to eat, there's a risk. We got COVID. I know how bad it is. Mm. There's a risk. I'm willing to accept certain risks 
to have my freedom. And I would never tell you not to go out to eat because I'm scared. The other side of this are the people who live in big cities who are like, I'm scared. So you shouldn't be able to go out and get food. The, the, the two different factions are basically, are you willing, are you demanding someone else take action for you? Or are you willing to take action for yourself and to protect others? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, um, what I'll be on the street. So I'm, I live in Hollywood, right? In Los Angeles and I'll be on the street. And if I don't have a mask on, you'll hear people shrieking out the window like, put on your mask. And you can almost tell it's somebody who's never had status before. Mm-hmm. And they finally have the ability. Like they've always wished like that day is coming when I'm going to get to yell at people and put them <laughs> in their place. Right. You could almost feel it in their nervous system that they're not used to being able to do that. And they finally get to run up on you and say, put that on right now. And they haven't done the research. They don't have th- their opinion is not based on any real critical thinking, but they've just got that big moment you know, just just to make a problem and so on and so forth. And the thing that it did to me living in L.A. Um, was that it alienated me from Los Angeles in a great way because being around so many people that don't have critical thinking and that just kind of go along with that, I found it to be terrifying. And it, it got to the point that even with my children, I started just traveling the country and bringing my kids outside into Montana, you know, where there's grizzly bears and teach them how to manage themselves around wildlife and teach them critical thinking because I'm terrified that there's been a breach in the social contract. I just believe that, you know, the people who we could normally look up to and just say, okay, they've got our best interest. There's been a breach in that. And so now I've got to train my children like, hey, think for yourself. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. Be adventurous. Don't be afraid. Don't fall into safetyism. And I've got to train them on that. Um, and I also think that that when you start using collective action for things that are maybe a little heavy-handed and overreach what it does is it takes future situations that we might need collective action like in that movie don't look up we may need collective action but if you're going to be the boy who cries wolf about any little thing then someday when we need collective action we're not going to trust them and so that's creating just this total that 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 point is actually made in the film what what i uh what i really liked about don't look up is as much as i felt it was very lefty perspective is that they 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 didn't I'll put it this way. Some of the arguments they made were steel man arguments. Mm. So the minor spoiler alert. I just want to make sure everybody hears this before I say this next point. It's not a big plot point. But there's a point in the film where, where the president basically says, great, like hole in the ozone, you know, climate change, plagues, nuclear war, terror. We've heard it all before. Prove it. Mm. And I was like, we're supposed to be rooting for these scientists who are just like, trust this, this picture we have. And I'm like, that's actually not a bad point. The idea that the entire world would react and take collective action based on a handful of people who are trying to assert their right when when we are a decentralized power structure, it's not so simple. Yeah, it was a good movie, Chris. I told you so. Uh, <laughs> but but hey. anyway, Joe Rogan made a very good point. I, I tweeted out this video, and it, it's him pretty much saying, you know, I worked on my health almost my entire life. I've taken supplements. I worked out. I've taken care of myself. And then you have literally obese people that have never taken responsibility for themselves, have never taken care of their body, who are telling me that I need to do a certain thing for them when they're not the ones that are taking care of themselves. This is absolutely absurd. He had other uh, more kind of French words for it but but he makes a, a very good point because a lot of these people who are screaming at you that are telling you what to do are some of the people who haven't taken their responsibility who haven't taken that important role in their life and said okay this is something that i need to critically think about this is not something that is going going to go away if everyone does what i say or if everyone wears a mask it's not it's going to go away once you start taking care of yourself we start worrying about the terrain we start talking about the treatments and uh, again well, what happened here with aaron 
Rodgers. We got to support him. That's why I put his jersey behind me. There, he's getting attacked by a lot of corporate media institutions. So is Kyrie Irving. He's coming back to the NBA in, in a very poetic way. <laughs> but but there's so many of these individuals. They deserve our support because they're actually speaking out against these larger truths when a lot of people are afraid to do so, or they're just screaming uh, just nonsense, muffled nonsense I, behind their masks. I have a question. Has there has there been any other time that you can think of where the the older generations sacrificed the young for their safety? We have this story from TimCast.com. Teen facing two years in prison for violating COVID rules in Australia. The 19-year-old teen was arrested after visiting a nightclub in South Australia following a positive COVID-19 test. Now, I want to be real with everybody. Kind of a dick move. All right. When we all got COVID here, we said, everybody, if you're not sick, work, you know, work remotely. We don't want you to get yeah. sick. And for the people who are sick, when you're better, like, you know, unlimited sick time, just do your work, do what you can, hang out, play video games, have a good time, consider it a vacation. I hope you get better. We, um, um, I think anyone eligible for the treatment uh, here ended up getting it. Some people who are sick weren't here and didn't get it. And then I said, before you come back, I want you to feel better and take a test. We'll get you a test. It's a, it's a little, it's a, it's, you know, I don't know what are they, 20 bucks. We're not going to mandate them forever. We're only asking you to do this because you are sick right now. And if you're still sick until something's testing positive, yo, just stay home. We're, we're not going to stop paying you. We're, we're like, do your thing. For this teen to know he's sick and be like, I'm going to go out anyway, dick move. But yeah. prison for this? Right. It feels like there are scared older people who are the most susceptible. And I can respect that they're scared. But to, let me stop right now. Fukushima, when the reactor went off, or broke and melted down and the radiation spewing all over. Luke and I actually went there. We actually went and, and filmed various stories and, and mini docs about this. The elderly decided they would go into the reactor to shut, to try and stop it and clean it up knowing it would kill them because they said we've lived our lives and we must do this for the young. And I'm just like, man, think about that. These are people who are like, I've lived my life. Now I'm going to die to save the next generation. What we have here in, in Europe and in the, in, in the United States is the inversion of that. It's older people who are like, I don't want to get sick. Tell them to stay in their cubicles and take away their jobs and their income and their resources and give the money to Walmart. Mm -hmm. it's, it's remarkable. That is cultural decay to a, to a point where I don't, I don't see us surviving. It's, um, to me, the way that I've perceived this personally is like, say the right wing is pro-gun. And then you had a locust infestation, and there's locusts everywhere. And then the right wing is like, yes! And then everyone has to have a gun now. You have to have a gun, and you have to have a gun, and you have to have a gun, and you, everyone needs a gun! Shoot the locusts, right? And you're like, you don't really need a gun to shoot the locusts. Like, yes, you do! You're not gonna defend us! We'll all die if you don't have a gun! To me, this is the ultimate wish list for people who like to strip rights. It just, it's, it's like the perfect situation. It doesn't mean that a lot of things they say aren't accurate. I think a lot of it is accurate, but, it, it is a perfect it's wish list. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the perfect situation. It provides the perfect justification. And so here's here's my favorite part. It would The extension of this, this logic would be like if people that are more self-responsible came along and they said, I've worked to become someone who doesn't get triggered and I'm not sensitive. I'm unoffendable because you, you can actually work on that. That's a real mm -hmm. thing. You can I teach this. I do it. You can really, really work to be 
Undefendable, Undefendable, right? Yeah, you could just, like, I will teach, this will sound crazy, but I'll teach courses where, like, I'll have all my students put me in a circle and just start yelling insults at me. <laughs> I just have to sit there, and I have to deal with it. And then I'll get them to go in a circle, and then you realize later, like, why do I care about words? This doesn't matter at all. You can easily get out of this. You build your confidence. If you're not so much in your ego, if you view it as a joke, you don't take it so personally, you can actively work on that, right? So what if people who had worked on that were to say, um, you know, it's illegal for you to be offended, or let's say somebody who worked on their health said it's illegal for you not to be healthy, which is kind of what they did with the drug war, and I don't believe in that. Or what if somebody who's worked to become wealthy said if you let yourself go broke, that's illegal because it's going to cause a problem for me. Or what if somebody who's worked on critical thinking and how to look at multiple different arguments or misinformation and learns how to not be affected by that or influenced by that, and then I said if you're naive, there's a mandate against being naive, right? So what they've done is they've ex- they've used that kind of logic um, to create a situation that, frankly – I mean, you're going to have most freedom-oriented people moving to Texas, moving to Florida, they moving are. to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Right? You, if you've ever read the, the second book in the Bible, Exodus, it's beginning to look like Exodus, where people are like, I don't want to be a part of the satanic system. I want to get out of here. I'm moving to where people are free. And Tim, I think you were one of the people who first brought this up, where you said there could be parallel economies. I mean, things could get yeah. pretty crazy if they keep doing this. They're, I, they're already pretty crazy. And uh, I just wanted to point out, I would use my flamethrower on the locust. I think that's more uh, a <laughs> reasonable thing to do. But sorry, Tim, you were saying something. No, I, I, yes, Parallel economies. Yeah. So you, you've already you were already seeing it. There was a news article about Dan Bongino that they were smearing him. He's got one of the biggest podcasts in the world, but oh, he's he's a, 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 he's an investor in and he utilizes specific technology companies and financial companies that won't ban him, and they're mad about it. The the media matters guy was like, it used to just be that if there was a right winger, you could just call up your friends the company and they'd ban them. I'm, it's not literally what he said, but you know you get my point. He's like, now we can't. Okay, that's a problem. Not, it's not a problem that you that the right has found a new a new path towards you know being able to speak and and, and flourish. The problem is that you abused your positions and created this fracture. That's the problem. We don't want this country divided. We want this country united. But when you have ideologues, cultists, and they're doing this, they're abusing people. They're taking away people's livelihoods, like Patreon did. I'm surprised people still use Patreon because the risk to your life. I'll tell you this. Patreon banned two people without warning, taking away all of their income. This was several years ago, and it led to an exodus. And there are still people I talk to. And I'm like, like, there are people I know, people who've had on the show. And they're like, I'm on Patreon. I'm like, why? They'll, they'll, they will not give you a warning before they take your income away. Get off Patreon. Hmm. I mean, look. There, there's issues we've criticized locals, but locals is still better than Patreon. Yeah, and this is what they do also in China. If you violate the law, if you jaywalk, they automatically, with facial recognition, take a photo of you and deduct money out of your bank account. In Australia, they're also going after people's bank accounts. Uh, as in October, they collected $5.2 million in fines for COVID violations. They seized people's homes. They seized their bank accounts. They took away their business licenses for not following decrees. So I think even with the financial system that we have right now, a lot of people are seeing its weaknesses. A lot of people are seeing how fragile it is. And a lot of people are seeing what kind of a con game it really is. And that parallel kind of economy is already happening. And I think it's happening with crypto. And I think it's pretty evident with a lot of people saying, I trust this random boob coin rather than, of course, the U.S. dollar. And I think that's becoming more prevalent by the day because the U.S. dollar is becoming more of a joke than boob coin. And um, it's only a matter of time until these parallel economies are conflicted with each other and, and contradict I, I, I each want, other. I want, I, want, I want people to understand something, too. YouTube, 
it's it's really fascinating. YouTube has one of the lowest. Um, what's, I don't know what the right word is for it. It's not necessarily CPM, but uh, I think it was Ti who posted this. He said, "Here's how many streams of a song you'll need to get to earn one dollar on these platforms." And on YouTube, it was like one thousand two hundred and fifteen streams to get one dollar. On Napster, it was like fifty three. People need to understand this. There's a lot of people who are on YouTube. We're on YouTube, but we understand, and I've understood this for a long time. YouTube is actually a very low value incentive for podcasts and for businesses. This is why so many people don't care. This is why Joe Rogan only puts clips up on on YouTube. He's on Spotify. He knows podcast platforms substantially more valuable. They reach regular people. YouTube meets uh, reaches for the most part people who are in the weeds who are very politically affiliated. Now, YouTube is extremely valuable. I'm not saying it's not valuable at all. I'm just saying it's one of the least valuable platforms. What YouTube does offer up is free marketing, and they know it. So for us, this is why early in the year, we were like, we need to make a website. We need to, we need to start doing news. We need to stop relying on mainstream news sources. And that's why we're heavily focused on memberships and not just YouTube. Oh my God. I think boob coin is an actual real coin. That's I'm amazing. not here giving you oh any financial gosh. advice. I literally <laughs> just made up two words out of my mind. Of I'm not here mind. telling you to Terrific. invest in boob coin. I'm seeing the comments. <laughs> They're like, boob coin's real. Boob coin's real. You should, oh this is the, th-. I'm like, no, 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 no. Not telling you guys what to do here. Don't know anything about boob coin. I literally just made it up. Please. I need to learn more about Be Joe more now. financially responsible, <laughs> please. So here's a couple challenges that I've seen with what you're talking about here. So one, so one of the challenges that I've seen is that As soon as somebody would create an alternate platform, um, the type of people that most people wouldn't want to be associated with will initially flock there. So that creates an initial branding, right? And then you've got to, and so there's, there's this kind of messed up argument that people don't get in my view, which is this. Say that I say to you right now, are you pro crime? Right? You're going to answer no. I'm not pro crime. Well, actually, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Okay. So Uh, look, mm -hmm. to be completely honest, if Mm -hmm. you were if you were in like a if it was a political debate between Mm -hmm. left and right, Mm -hmm. and a right wing person was like, "Are you pro crime?" They would be like, "What is that supposed to mean?" Like, there would be no straight answer. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say that hypothetically, you're saying no, I'm not pro crime. So say that I say to you, okay, well, if you're not pro crime, then what I'm going to do is on every single street corner, I'm going to put somebody there who's going to frisk you. Every single street corner that you go to, there's going to be somebody there and, you know, they're going to start, you know, they're going to go in who knows what place to frisk you, right? Full body okay. cavity search. Yes, full body cavity Ugh. search. And by the way, if you don't want the full body cavity search, you are pro-crime. And then you say, I'm not pro-crime. Uh, I, I just don't want the full body cavity search. And they say, what are you going to say to that person who had a crime conflicted against them? Because you would not allow the full body cavity search. Is you not wanting to have your cavity search at each corner worth it for what happened to little Jimmy That's over what here? They're doing. What are you going to say to little Jimmy who was affected if they would have allowed you, full body cavity? Do you support Antifa? No. <laughs> so you're so you're pro-fascist. Mm. That's literally <laughs> yeah. what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. But Antifa literally killed people. But so, so they're the, rioting. So the, so the media works, works on optics. It works on clickbait. Well, actually, right? individuals. Yes. Yeah. So if you're so if you're trying to be pro full body cavity search on every single corner, all that you need to do is find five or ten really really horrific crimes and say, look what happened to little Jimmy. And little mm-hmm. Jimmy's like, I just want the cavity search. And it's like, do you care about little Jimmy? Right. And they can keep doing that again and again. But it doesn't. Doesn't mean that you're pro crime. It, it just means that the, that the the cure is worth the. Disease. We got it. We got it. We got it. man. We need to get. I was talking to Seamus from Freedom Tunes about like comedy writing and, and doing some some bits, and that would be a really great bit where it's like an infomercial. Like last year, little Jimmy was attacked on the street because 
there were no body cavity searches on street corners. Just like really extreme (laughs) security state stuff. Mm. And then you get like a crying kid and it plays like Sarah McLaughlin or whatever. So, so if you're a business, um, and this is one, one, I think one of the challenges with, you know, the typical American individualism, right? Where in America we say, you know, you kind of handle your own, or I mean, what we're, you know, back in the day we would have said, you handle your thing, I'll handle my thing. So what you have is that you have on one side you have collectivism, on the other side you have individualism, right? So if you're running a business and then you see another, if you, you see that another business was impacted by this whole little Jimmy phenomenon, you could say, hey, that's BS. I don't support that. This guy is not pro crime. He just, he just doesn't want body cavity searches. But if you're running your business, you just kind of keep your head down and you don't say anything. So in collectivism, they'll all stick up for each other. But in individualism, there's less of that. So as a result, they will stick up for each other very, very quickly. Even individualists won't. Even when, um, depending on your source, it's like 26 to 36 dead in the George Floyd riots. Mm. They will unabashedly, unashamed, they will bail these people out. They have uh, their allies in positions of power will support it on, without question. And then you look at the Republicans. The Republicans are like one of our members of Congress at a naughty word. So we've stripped them of all committee and booted them from the party. And then Ilhan Omar is like, I'm just going to keep talking to the Democrats who are like, we literally will do nothing. Mm-hmm. We will literally do nothing. And then the funny thing is, because these people don't read the news, the Democrats just claim it's actually the Republicans doing it. And they believe it. And there you go. Antifa can go around smashing windows beating minorities, screaming racial slurs in Portland, which I've personally witnessed and has been reported numerous times, and the left will defend them tooth and nail. They literally have people getting on their knees for them in support. Mm. There's, a lo- there's a lot of other psychologists that like you were talking <laughs> about. Uh, oh, and uh, that, that got my attention on let me, that. Let me, let me play the video. Let me, I'm gonna, uh, it's an old video. I've posted it before. I posted it again. The more followers I get, the more I want to keep playing this video. Here you go. <laughs> Is there is there audio for this? Racism, anti-blackness, or violence. I will use my voice in the most uplifting way possible. Let me explain for those that are not watching and, and can only hear. Oh it's it is all white thousands, people. thousands of people <laughs> sitting down with their hands in the air as the the preacher of of social justice. Makes a statement and everyone just like drones. I will use my voice. This is a cult. Now, if you want to complain about Trump supporters all act worshiping the, the, you know, Trump in the ground he walks on. Yes, but that's the exception, not the rule. That is few and far between. There are people who are like that, but that's not the majority of people who are libertarian, moderate, or even voted for Trump. A lot of people who voted for Trump don't like the guy, but they hate the establishment and they don't want to be in your cult. So what happens when you don't feel safe within yourself is that your mind will not allow you to think beyond which opinions allow you to feel more safe. So, you know, for example, like one of the reasons why things like Christianity or religion are actually very powerful is that if you believe that you have a life beyond the body, that allows you to open your mind to a range of different thoughts because you're not because you're not as afraid of getting killed. You feel like there's something beyond this, right? But even just basic level confidence allows you to think beyond what you're just supposed to pipe back. So this concept of, say, some people call it virtue signaling, is this idea that, you know, for some people, if they don't feel safe, their mind is not scanning saying, is this accurate? Can I find statistics on this? Can I even question those statistics? Can I look at multiple sources? Their mind is going to, what will get me props when I say this? And so I think to to improve this problem of people that will say, 
just do whatever gets them props in the crowd. You can remember back to being back in grade school, some of the trends that were popular and how the kids would just try to jump in the, like, I'm cool now, right? Is this cool? Is that cool? And it, it, kids would even beat up other friends, like, because they weren't popular anymore, things like that. And the cool thing about being an adult was when you finally get to get away from that, you're like, I don't have to be cool in high school anymore. I could just say what I really think. But now society's evolving to where it's bringing it back to that, mm-hmm. where you have to be hyper aware of what, the, of what the hive mind is thinking. And if you say something outside of that, it can cost you your career. It can cost you your life. I mean, it's totally crazy. So I think that I, I had I had a moment like this in Berkeley during the riots in like 2018, where I have I had a GoPro and a gimbal, so I'm walking around with this you know little thing. I'm filming what's going on. There's police. And I'm talking to someone when all of a sudden this woman starts talking to me, starts arguing, not like a fierce argument, but she hears what I'm saying. She hears what I'm talking about. And then immediately says, you know, starts to interject. So I turn to this woman on a public street and she's talking. So I ask her questions. There was a woman who was attacked by Antifa and left bloody. Why? Well, she was wearing something that was conservative. And so this woman told me, well, maybe she shouldn't wear that in an area where she knows someone might get mad about it. And I said, so you think it's her fault for wearing the wrong clothes hmm. and that, it, you know, she should have worn something different. She wouldn't have gotten attacked. And she goes, yes. And I was like, so you think it was the victim's fault? She's like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, thank you for your time. <laughs> then after about a minute, she runs back over to me. She goes, no, 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 don't use any of that. Don't use any of that. <laughs> and I was like, you walked up to me and started talking. And she's like, you're not allowed to use that footage. I feel the reason she did that was because she had real opinions, real opinions that a lot of people have. Like, yo, if you stuff your wallet, if you go to an ATM and pull out a thousand bucks and then walk in a dark alley whistling about how, mu- how you got money and you get robbed, people are going to be like, why were you doing that? We're, it's, it's a bummer you got robbed. The burglars, the, uh, not the, the robbers are the criminals, but that was kind of dumb. Regular people would say that. But the modern left is like, don't blame the victim when it happened. Well, this woman genuinely felt there is some responsibility to be safe and to understand what you're getting yourself into. But when she realized it went against the mob and the cult, then she was like, delete it, don't use it. I blurred her face Hmm. because I don't think she matters as a public figure. I put the video up. I blurred her face because I thought what the person was saying and and the ideology of the person was more important. And I don't want to cause any conflict for the individual. But people needed to hear all of that, including her her attempts to recant and say, no, 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 I, I, I don't I don't like that. They're scared of the mob. They're scared of their own political ideology. Yeah, I, well, well, hold on. Just really quickly, this concept, Owen, that you said of the hive mind is also a very important one that I think we should expand on so people understand what's going on. Because I kind of see this hive mind being controlled by the algorithms, by big tech monopolies, by intelligence agencies, and, and a lot of powerful people that are able to influence what we see online and therefore change our perceptions of what the world is and what is acceptable and not acceptable. How would you define the hive mind and how do you think it plays into all of this? Okay, so, well, I want to lead into that by saying that when I see this clip up here, part of me, like, part of it I think is beautiful. These are people that are trying to make the world better. They, they could be watching TV. There's a million things they could be doing. And they're there believing they're making the world better. And I, and I think there is aspects of what they're, of what they're doing that makes the world better. I'm sure if we were to meet any of these individuals or brought them here, we'd want to be their friend. There are, hmm. they, we'd probably have a lot of love for them, right? There's, they're trying to do something better. I think what turns people off that are critical thinkers is that there's a sort of an energy to it of I'm not thinking. I'm just, <laughs> it's like, I am repeating back mm-hmm. what I'm told. So there's something, uh, there's a great book that you can read that would probably offer a lot of clarification to anybody learning about this called The Winner Effect. And this idea of, oh, you can also look up uh, Robert Sapolsky. He talks about, uh, you know, serotonin and immune system and dopamine in baboons based on hierarchy. And so what happens that in a baboon tribe, Robert Sapolsky, he studied this. He's an incredible scientist. Um, and in the book, The Winner Effect, it talks about it too, is that when you feel like you're winning, 
your dopamine goes up, your serotonin goes up. According to Robert Sapolsky, he, again, I'm not a scientist, but what I, how I had understood him, he said even your immune system goes up. And so, and, and they showed this whole documentary about it. It's really, really cool. You gotta look it up. It's totally insane. So maybe you've had a moment in your life where you're around, you know, friends and you're at a party where everybody likes you and you feel safe and you feel well received. Maybe you got a new shirt on, you feel good and your whole body feels good and your mind's working a little better and you can talk and talk. It's a beautiful feeling to have, right? Well, for most of us, the way that we earn that in a more individualistic society is we try to add more value to society to do better and to raise in the hierarchy by offering more and doing better, right? But if somebody feels alienated from that reality and that they can't make it, they've lost their buy-in that they can make it in that reality, then you can begin to see a different pocket. Now, particularly with the internet, which internet is amazing both for critical thinking if you can get off platform and and look at other sources, but it's also very, very good for collectivism, right? It's like it's this perfect tool for collectivism. And so what starts to happen is that if you get this collective group that says you can gain status by having more grievance, you can gain status by feeling more victimized, you can gain status um, by repeating back the mantras of the group they're getting dopamine from that. And, and more and more likes and more engagement mm-hmm. and better play in the algorithm if you do play along these certain rules, which is also critically important because that dopamine hit is linked exactly to how many uh, reactions they get and what type of reactions they get. And that, a lot of that is manipulated. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you're on and it's tangent. also funny to think that, you know, if you're driving down the street in LA and you're like, put on your mask, you know, you do that. They're getting a hit of dopamine from that. Now, what do we know mm-hmm. about dopamine? Well, people who do certain things like that, they get, I don't know what we're doing here on YouTube, but you know, right? <laughs> but, you know, that kind of stuff, right? They, um, they wind up, uh, one thing that they joke about with people who deal with, with addiction to that is like, it's kind of like ruffles, bet you can't eat just one. Mm-hmm. They say like, there's never like a half empty bag of that. Like they'll keep pumping it till the bag is gone. Mm-hmm. And so if you're somebody who's never had dopamine, you've never had that winner effect, maybe, maybe you feel like your brain is shut down. And then all of a sudden they tell you, you could be a hero by screaming out your car and by repeating back the mantras and by saying all the bad things that happen. And you're like, ah, oh, I've never felt this way. It feels so they, right. It feels so right. That's why speaking out is so important. Mm-hmm. Shaming people. It, 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 look, you need to mock them belittle them this this woman on the plane who spit in the old guy's mouth because mm-hmm. he wasn't wearing a mask dude was eating he was eating and drinking she's like put on your mask and she mm-hmm. took her mask down everybody laughing at that lady and making fun of her that's look there's a there's, there's a limit but the news about her i'm sure will discourage people from being that karen mm-hmm. as they described her okay so having a disincentive is powerful but Again, like what I have found with people is that if you really give them a disincentive, super powerful, but if you give people a chance and you get to know them and you learn their story, you'll no longer see them as like, you know, a Karen. You'll see them as a human being who's maybe suffering. Okay. I've just seen this. And so my thing is like due to the culture war and Tim, you were one of the first people who put it in my mind that like we could be heading towards a civil war. And I was like, whoa. And I, and parallel economies. And I agree with you on that. Um, I think. At this point, we've got to start looking back to people like Stephen Covey, who says things like, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So the story that he tells is that he's on a subway. That's brilliant. Yeah, and he he says, um, there's these kids that are screaming on the subway. And he's like, look, could you tell your kids to quiet down? And she looks at him and says, you know, their dad died a month ago. And uh, this was the first time I've seen them happy. Mm. So I agree with you that they should have been quieter, but I just Mm. didn't want to stop them. And... The thing is that I grew up actually um, kind of like what you call having Asperger's, lightly autistic. And I grew up probably as the kind of person, to be honest, if it wasn't for the intervention of self-development, I would have been sitting there in that group like, I promise. And I would have been getting dopamine. Yep. Like, yeah, like 
I, I would have become. I will use my white voice to <laughs> aid my at my sure you know black yeah. allies. Yeah, and and I want to help all people in general anyway. But the point is, it's the the issue there is not that they want to help. Helping is amazing. It's that you can feel intuitively, like just as as a general vibe, you can feel that they're in a hive mind, right? Where mm-hmm. it, is, it would feel different if you could see that people were saying it really because they believe it, not just trying to get a dopamine hit. You the know, people could be saying the exact same thing, but if it was from their own critical judgment, it would feel different. We, we need to make a, a, a film. Maybe we'll do a short film. And and I always say stuff like this, like as if we're going to do it, but you know, <laughs> where, where it's people choosing to become zombies. You know, in most zombie movies, they're like, oh no, I'm becoming, I don't want to be a zombie, run. It's got to be a lot of people being like, why are you going out there on purpose? Like, don't you want to join in? Mm-hmm. Every, like, this is cool. I don't yeah, have to no, no, think. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's, it's like this, like there's a horde of zombies in the street, just like mauling and eating people. And then someone's like, whoa, what's going on out there? And there's smart people being like, dude, those are zombies. They're killing and eating people. There's a bunch of people. They're like cheering and stuff. I want to be a part of that. And you're like, no, don't. And they go outside. They're like, yeah. And they get bit. They're like, all right. And then they're like, yes, zombie. Free food. No responsibility ever. This is actually what's really interesting is about the movie Don't Look Up is that whenever we get these films about like, you know, like Deep Impact or Armageddon or what was the one where they go into the core, the core. That's what it's called. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's always like, (laughs) or or 2012 or the day after tomorrow, they're like, I've got a serious, you know, problem. The the earth is in trouble. And then all the military leaders are like, what can we do about this? And they're like, we must bring together a mission. And then in Don't Look Up, they're like, we have a serious problem. And then the president's just like, and, and this is, you know, spoilers. You've been warned. The president's like, okay, midterms is in three weeks. So if we sit on this, now that's a little extreme, but I like the contrast, this idea that it's going to be like the movies. It's just not true. If they're, if they're, we are watching right now, people in a cult holding their hands up, chanting their mantras, and they think the, they think they would be the people rejecting Hitler. They think they'd be the people resisting slavery. Yo, you are marching in lockstep without thinking for two seconds. You would be right along with all of the despots and all of the mindless hordes that have committed all the atrocities throughout history. But but Tim Tim, it's easier just to follow orders, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like the NYPD, like the NYPD going to uh, the five year old and being like, "Papers, please." And the kid goes, "I'm five. And they're like, "Out." Yeah, absolutely disgusting. Psychopaths. But but, but oh, and I okay. wanted to kind of uh, go to you here. You work with people one on one. How do you wake people up? What's what can we do to to help alleviate from your perspective? From from how you break people out of the trance, what lessons could we learn from you in the digital kind of uh, world? Okay, so, well, I'm going to talk about that, but I also want to talk about why I think systemically this has become such a problem, okay? So when you have collectivism, there's an incentive to look out for the collective. Now, in individualism, imagine that right now you say, okay, so the people that are likely to wind up in a cult are people who maybe don't know how to manage their health, perhaps don't know how to manage their money, perhaps get offended very easily, uh perhaps struggle with critical thinking, perhaps struggle with dopamine. So you want to have a reality where people are all coming up. So the way that I deal with this is that I try to teach people how to have their come up. I do this in a major way. And to be honest, a big part of what I do is like I I kind of give people a hard time about areas that they're struggling. And then I try to help them to elevate past that and, and help them to find a new safe zone where they're doing better, okay? Now, what I've even seen is that if there's a video that I put out where I'm really breaking somebody down and giving them critical feedback – People will actually pull this up and be like, why are you saying that to them? How could you say that to them? I'm like, do you want to see the results six months later when they're financially successful, have a better social life, have a credible significant other, they're completely happy? Like, do you want to look at that or you just want to look at me actually trying to give somebody a bit of tough love? And things that would have been – like what I'm doing would have been a joke by 50 year, you know, standards 50 years ago. 
Um, but that's where we've gotten to. So the challenge that I see in individualism is that we all compete against each other, right? We're not trying to have communism. We're trying to have competition. So me and you are not in competition, but let's just say that we were. And then I said, hey, because I'm worried that you might not step up, Luke, I'm going to teach you how to compete with me better. That's the, the inherent flaw in the individualistic system. So in my mind, if people don't want to lose freedom, what I think, and this is just me tabling, it doesn't mean I'm right, just an opinion I have. I think what's going to have to happen is that if people don't want to live in communism, they're going to, you know, the different business owners and people that are accountable are going to say, you know what, we tried giving all our tax money or not all, that's an exaggeration, but you know, a lot feels that way. But you know, we, we gave our tax money for public education. It wasn't enough. People are still not managing their health. They're not managing their, their money. They're not managing critical thinking. Uh, they're, they're in a psychologically neurotic headspace. They're dealing with a lot of neurosis. It's not working. Maybe what has to happen is every business owner, and again, I wouldn't like force it or anything, but maybe step up and give another couple percent of their money and say, we're going to make an organization that teaches people for free how not to be susceptible to something like this. Because as long as people are walking around suffering and scared and broke, there will continue. You've seen the Yuri Bezmenov content, oh, right? Yeah. It's like they will be an easy mark for people who want to control them. And then what you get into is this dom sub relationship between the elites and the masses, where the elites come in and say, "Hey, you know, I'll be like Big Bubba in the jail, and you just let me handle everything." And they're like, yes, just make us safe. Just put us in the metaverse. Put us on universal basic income. Tell us to stay at home. Give us unemployment. They we'll want under- to be in prison. Mm-hmm. That's the joke. There's a place that will lock you down for your own safety. There's a place that will provide you with meals. three square meals a day. Safety, yeah. And uh, you'll get your universal, you know, your universal health care. There will be no guns. You will have your, your boss. It's called prison. I mean, it's, it's not a joke I made up. But now, now that they're talking about lockdowns, now that they're saying we want universal health care, we want, you know, guaranteed income for the basic necessities, a place to live, guaranteed housing, no guns, and to lock you down for your safety, I'm like, yo, you guys are just literally wanting to go to jail, aren't you? Oh, I just heard from a friend today that lives in New York, and they said, I really want another lockdown to happen. What? I really want it what? to happen. I'm ready for it. I think let's it'd be just, good for me. Crazy. Let's just put anybody. Yeah. How about they weren't you, kidding. You know what we should do? <laughs> What was their, did, we should, did you we, ask them why? Like, what was their justification for this? I, I know where their headspace is. Like, so. where, where do you think they're coming from? So we could I, diagnose I this think it's, carefully. I think it's a, well, I think it's huh. a place of fear, and I also think it's a place of, you know, well, fear and safety. They're, they're afraid of what might happen to them, and they also, I don't know, I mean, I, I don't want to disparage this person, but I, I think that they probably, well, I think they're a little bit lazy, and mm. I think that they would be more comfortable at home and be, and I think that they would feel like they've been given the right to stay home, you know, and they can just use that as an excuse. It's just like, Oh, I don't have to go anywhere. And this is great. I love where I am. You know? So this is where, if you were to bring that person on here and talk to them and have a conversation and again, seek first to understand then to be understood and creating conversations where people come together. Because the thing is, is while we're sitting they, they here, do it. Um, yeah. Because you've struggled, I've heard that you've struggled to get people from a different Yo, point of view to come here. I, I have, I have privately messaged people mm. and then they ignore it. So then I publicly and politely will respond to one of their tweets and then all of their fans go, do it. Oh man, it's going to be so great. You're going to wipe the floor with them. And then these, these progressives go, I'm totally doing it. I'm there. Name the time and date. And I say, I'll have our booking, uh, a producer, right. uh, cover you first this. class. We'll fly you out. Mm-hmm. We'll get everything taken care of. It'll be on this date or this date. Pick your date. And they'll go, done. We're there. Then they DM me being like, LOL, idiot. I'm not coming on your show. Wow. And then <sighs> they'll go to all their fans and be like, dude wouldn't have me on his show. He wow. Was, yeah. It, it is a grift. Hmm. Wow. We, we well, like, 
They, it's, it's a manipulation. You know, it's a shame, too, that it's perceived as a mm. debate. Like, wouldn't it be powerful to get together and to really try to understand each other? Because Hash so, things out. Okay, so yep. the, the most powerful idea in self-help, in my view, is this idea of the question is called what else? So, for example, you could be watching the Kardashian or you could be making a million dollars. You know, you could be sitting there having like pining over someone from five years ago or you go out to a bar or club and get good socially and meet 50 new people. Right. It's just what else, what else, what else, what else? And so to me, the idea of even a lot of things in pop culture, um, even in things with people arguing, it's almost to, to me personally, just the way I take it is similar to a drug addiction. What do drugs do functionally? They get it to where you're not doing all the awesome things that would make your life better. So the problem is, if in our country we're sitting here, and we've got around, you know, 300-ish million people, right? And then you've got China, where uh, I think it was President Xi, he said to Joe Biden, we're going to own you in 15 years. And they're not sitting there having, you know, tri- as much tribal argument, although I'm sure there's some. But if we're sitting here arguing with each other and we care about freedom as a way of life, what's going to happen if we just sit here arguing and arguing with each other? We've got to get back on the same page and say, rather than wasting our time on this, how do we all win together? Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Let, let, let me let me ask a question. Um, how do we get on the same page with China? That. Out of my paper. <laughs> well, no, no, yeah, no, I truly no don't know. There's no difference. Look, mm. I understand like the, 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 the Maxwell case, the Epstein case might unify American populists. But when you have people who we've invited on the show, who have been on the show, and um, I, I don't want to re- rehash, you know, call people's names, but the people who watch the show know I'm talking about. And mm. I say, I agree with you. I think these things are also problems. And instead of saying, I'm glad we agree, let's work to solve it. They say, you're an idiot. You're a liar. And they laugh in my face. Mm-hmm. And then they smack the microphone. Wow. Yeah, so so I don't know how you actually solve a problem when you have an eclectic group of people from moderate to conservative who are all like, we're going to work together. And then you get these left personalities who are like, you're in the cult or you're getting out of my face. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's, the reason – so my, my theory behind why people that are in collectivism tend to do this is that it's the idea that if we all dim our light a little bit – then everybody can kind of win, but at a lower level. Well, then if anybody starts doing better socially or financially or whatever, it's ruining the pie. So that system can only work if everyone dims their light together. So it, imagine being on a rowboat, okay? And we're, we're stuck out at sea. We've got to make it to, to the shore. And there's eight of us, right? And there's just enough food that if we each take the exact same amount and if we each row really hard, we'll eventually make it back to shore and we can live. Well, if somebody then says, hey, I'm just going to start picking out on the food mm-hmm. and not row, the other seven of us might say, we got to purge you. You're out of here, bro. It's not that we want to do this. But we got to do it so we can survive. Now, that's for survival. But in a more – in a communist system, that's just kind of – like the way that I interpret it, perhaps I'm wrong on this, but the way that I interpret it is that people are saying, no, you can't rise too high because everybody needs to be at this level. Then we have the elites up there. And it's funny because in communism, we tend to think of that as um, it's not good for uh, business owners, right? But what they don't realize, no, it's not good for middle class. And it's not good for kind of upper class, but the elites do amazing in communism mm-hmm. is my understanding of it. And then the people at the lowest level maybe can work perhaps a bit less. Although ironically, those same millennials that watch TikTok that want communism will be put in a sewing factory for 18 hours a day. <laughs> but they think that they're going to get to watch TikTok, um, maybe some future version. But you just get – it's it's one of those things where it seems like purging just seems to be a common theme in a lot of communism or you know people in that kind of mindset because for the whole like – Yes, yes, that kind of thing to work. You need everybody to be on the same page. So there's this purging. So the problem is the dopamine structure in the brain at that point is getting a negative reward. Like, do you ever just watch somebody like maybe Brian Stelzer mm. and you just feel physically ill? I don't know if you ever had that <laughs> that issue. Like, some, like, and, and I'll sit there watching him and I'm like, I'm really trying. Like, I, like, I, like, I, I I'm, I'm like, trying. I'm trying. I'm listening. I'm trying. I'm giving you the benefit. I'm just like, 
I'm really listening. Well, I think that somebody like Brian Stelzer probably looks at somebody like a Tucker Carlson or Alex Jones, and he feels that way. And he doesn't know why. he. He's just like, mm-hmm. why do I feel so angry? I think with Jones, he's so unstifled and unapologetic. I, my theory is they're not even listening to what he's saying. It just makes them angry that he's not filtering. Just the mere act that he's not walking on eggshells and expressing himself without a filter is just enraging because they have the filter. And they're like, they, he doesn't have the filter. He needs the filter. And it's like it, a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like a mask policy. That's right. He doesn't yeah. have a mask. I have to wear a mask. Why doesn't yeah. he have to wear a mask? Yep. Put your they mask get, back they get on. mad. Yep. How about we go to Super Chats? If yeah. you haven't already, smash that like button, wow. subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast if you want to support our journalists who do fierce and independent work, like our good friend Chris Carr, who's been sitting here the whole time, executive editor. Yes. You guys as members are helping make all of this possible. Now, um, I need to address a bit of the, this, this oh man, the, 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 the controversy. Oh my. We have the super chat from Weefy117. As meme-worthy as your drunk guest was last night, she seems pretty based. Huh. I hope things all right between y'all. She's great. I thought we had a blast <laughs> last night. <laughs> she's awesome. She's, yeah, she's cool. Great. Yeah, she was a she's great amazing. guest. And she was very authentic. But she there were that, a yeah. lot of super chats that were concerned about the um, perhaps the amount of alcohol she had imbibed. And I think Amanda's great. I thought she was – I thought it was a fun show. I I get it. There were people in the chat saying the conversations weren't happening. There's a mix between some people saying it was our best show ever, the most entertaining, <laughs> and others saying they couldn't even listen. So look, um, I don't I don't want anybody to feel bad about anything. You know, I think Amanda's fantastic. We'd love to have her back. It's been a great time. And people saying it was meme worthy, but she's super cool. We were all friends. Um, she left. Everything was great. I don't know. I didn't, you know, whatever. Well, there were a few people that suggested that I over poured her drinks oh, no. because I'm the bartender <laughs> on the premises and I've been in the blog. Well, he wasn't so you here. Know that I do. Yeah, exactly. I just want to set the record here. straight. I was not here that night. I did not pour anything for Amanda, but she is awesome and I admire her greatly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, we post clips on Instagram too. And I was just like every, every comment on every platform from the show was all just like, Yo. And I was like, I don't want to be mean. We, we, we had a bunch of super chats and a lot of them were like perturbed to, to say it mildly. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't want to be mean to people if they, it's like it, it was, it was not mean spirited, you know? Yeah. We're not trying to control the conversation here. We give people free will to express themselves mm-hmm. however they want. And, you know, it's whatever. It was entertaining. Oh, All right. Thought. All right. That being said, let's read some more. We got, what is this? Monkey Boy King. He says, Ghislaine Maxwell has a job at CNN now. Yes, that, that was, was a Babylon B. Yeah. That was a Babylon B article. That was absolutely hilarious. And you know, with the way CNN's been hiring lately, there's, there's, uh, room to believe that. That, that article was so good that when I did my normal news bit, like I, I did a segment on my uh, Timcast news channel and I was like, a second producer has been arrested. I, I actually had to include a satirical article because the joke about Maxwell working at CNN was just, it was <laughs> Too a, good. a standing ovation. Absolutely. And Babylon B guys, you absolutely nailed it. All right, Kevin Brady says, I went to go get monoclonals today in Washington State. They are no longer giving them out at all. Removed before Christmas, doctor didn't understand. Why upset? Yeah, I have a number of friends who are sick who are trying to get them that are saying that, that they just can't. Especially, I have a friend in New York. I have another friend in New Jersey. And they're, and they're having doctors tell them, yeah, this is all because of the governor's fault, the president's fault. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely crazy what's happening here. To, to, to have something that has helped us personally be denied to people or, or not there 
It's just almost every step of the way here, we have to be questioning what the government is doing here because their results of their actions are horrible. It, it gives a lot of credence to some of the most cynical opinions about what's happening. Like these really, really cynical opinions, when you see things like that happening, you're like, is that true? And it's sad that it's got to that yeah. point. Yeah. Well, you saw the attorney general in Florida just came out and said that they're actively – because he said that he's uh, effectively treated 100,000 people in Florida with monoclonal mm-hmm. an- antibodies. And he said the Biden administration is actively preventing us from giving it to yeah. people that need it. Absolutely. That's insane. I've, I've heard from some doctors that they're just uh, – across the board, they're being pulled out. And the claim – I was actually told this by a doctor – is that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I got it. And it worked. And it's EUA authorized. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. What is, what? What? Trump got it. Okay, I yeah. guess. I don't know, man. Mind-boggling. Thank All you right. for that yeah. super chat, by the way. Great point and mm. an important issue to talk about. Neck Beardian says, "Oh, and I followed you for over a decade. Your work has been a true inspiration to me, my friends, and many people. I just want to say thank you for everything you've done, my friend. You got a lead, mother effer. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, nice. you've been in, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. That's why I do it." Devisop says there's widespread polarization, misinformation, and politicization in my country, Lithuania. I feel obligated to do something about it. X YouTube uh, tips. I don't know, man. Speak, you know, um, you got to read a lot. If you do, tell your friends, maybe make some YouTube videos. I'd probably say get started on Rumble or Minds at this point and YouTube. Do it all at the same time. Give value. Never give up on yourself. Keep trying new things. Experiment. But understand when you're playing on big tech, you're playing by their rules. So understand you have a lot against you. The odds are against you, but that doesn't mean you can't succeed. That means when you do succeed, it's only going to be more valuable to you when you do. Yeah, and the, and the big tip for several YouTubers being here is the more that you do public speaking, the better you get mm-hmm. at it. Your first videos, you've got to be okay that it's a bit ridiculous and that you can laugh at later. Like, have you ever looked at your oldest videos on your channel or have you ever looked at your oh, oldest? <laughs> I had yeah. a Brooklynese accent yeah. running away from police <laughs> yeah. officers. That was my first video. Yeah, the <laughs> more that you do it, the better you get. So wear those old embarrassing videos with pride. You're going to be so proud of them someday. When you keep doing it, you'll get better and better just like any sport or playing an instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say uh, cultivate personal relationships with people in your community. Start with your neighbors, people that live next door, people that live next to those people. Bring food, offer food, offer, offer that's help. A, just just basic stuff. That's a good point, I mean, Chris. Don't rely on the internet to spread your message. Yeah. The, the real world also has an impact. Mm. Yeah, especially now. All right. Adrian Davis says, Tim, this is a celebratory donation. I've recently extracted myself from Denver and am now back across state in my home county. 8,800 people in my town, oh. and I'm so happy. Enter applause here. Congrats. Nice. Yeah, man. Bravo for, for, for getting away from all that stuff and mm-hmm. finding a good place. Just Cuz says, just a reminder that Americans are still stuck in Afghanistan, and according to reports, the State Department is trying to prevent them from leaving. Never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to screw things up. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it intentional? At this point, I think it's fair to argue that a lot of the stuff the government is doing that is hurting people and screwing people over is intentional. I mean, how else can you describe it, especially with how I, I, I just I just want to point out I, in my research for one of my segments I was doing the other day about the difference between men and women in politics. Women began to disapprove of the Democratic Party right around the fall of Kabul. And I was just like, I don't is that a, is that a strong issue for women in the United States? Like, hmm withholding Kabul in a, in a proper withdrawal and not a, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Weakness. Like, w- weakness. Yeah. Joe Biden mm. looked pathetic and they were probably like, this is terrible. Like a terror attack that killed people. There, there's a lot of very uh, pessimistic and cynical views of why this might have happened, including intentional. And 
the fact that that even has to be seriously considered when it's this pathetic is pretty sad. That's uh, it's a sad day when you have to actually take some of those opinions seriously, and I think we probably do. Yeah, man. All right, zombie. Uh, Zombie says, Tim, Colorado community and firefighters need a shout out today. Multiple fires mm. destroying communities. Yeah, uh, Lydia, you're from Colorado. I am from Colorado, and this usually doesn't happen in the winter. I was wondering about that before the show. Glo- global warming? No, probably not global warming. This may just be you a sure? warm winter, but yeah, it sounds like it's really, really <laughs> It's dry just a warm there. winter. Yeah. No, it's the apocalypse. Oh, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Greta, Greta, Greta Thunberg, <laughs> you know, uh, look, it's the apocalypse. At least that's what I was told. Yeah, that's you know. what I was told too. All right. Arsene Lupin says, whoa, Tyler Durden himself on Tim Pool. Best <laughs> Christmas present ever. See you at the Winter Summit. What, what is the Winter Summit? I'm, well, I've been running a lot of events for uh, 20 years now. So I spent mo- most of my life I spent as a public speaker in front of crowds. Um, so I've often run 50 events a year just doing public speaking. And uh, it's something I think is really beautiful. I was actually one of the first people to be out doing seminars again as soon as I had the chance. Like my whole team, they're like, you're crazy. Nobody's going to come. And we actually put one in Miami. And we broadcast it live. We brought all this live gear down. We broadcast it live because I wanted to be the first person uh, to be doing seminars again. So it's uh, – and Tyler Durden was just my old nickname. I, it was a nickname <laughs> back in the day. All right. Let's see. What's up, says Tim. When it comes to Batacaf care oh. – that's a Biden slur for people who aren't familiar. Uh, slurring his speech, I mean. Hmm. I recommend you watch the White House YouTube videos of Biden addressing COVID where they have what he's supposed to say, but it's not what he's actually saying. Hilariously sad. <laughs> They translate for this man when he mutter, and then the media just writes whatever, or I bet they have the transcript. That would actually be real. You know what? Maybe if we want to know what true and on a shop at a pressure really was, we only got to start look at the transcript because whatever it is they wrote for the prompter, it's got to exist somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, unfortunately, I don't know. um, I don't know exactly if they're going to put anything like that out, but no way. All right, John Bell says, was Luke speaking literally about the Epstein crew killing children when he said sacrificing them? Uh, well, you know, the term sacrifice could be interpreted in many different ways, but th- there's a reason why Epstein was flying a 727, the CIA uh, airplane that allows people to throw people out of it mid-flight. There's a lot of accusations that a lot of children did go missing. Uh, as far as, like, smoking gun evidence, there's not a lot of that, but there are a lot of, uh, uh, you know, circumstances. So when we're talking about sacrificing, when you commit those horrible actions against children, you're you're sacrificing their innocence, you're sacrificing their, their, their childhood. But I, I also do believe that there was a lot of children involved here a lot more than the media states uh there's estimates of up to thousands and this is even according to the people that worked at the airport uh next to little saint james with their documentation of how many children were shipped in there uh the numbers here are egregious epstein was even publicly bragging that jean luc bernay was able to give them a thousand children um you know the numbers here are staggering 30 years of abuse so who knows um and I, i think it goes far beyond more disturbing than we actually even know about now and i would Say absolutely. All right. Kevin E says, Brandon Brown will be driving the number 68. Let's go, Brandon Camaro, for the NASCAR 2022 season. (laughs) Hey, what if a super PAC just sponsored the guy with the let's go, Brandon car? That'd be great. Yeah, he's struggling to get sponsored or whatever. Yeah. I thought he got sponsored by the uh, FJB coin. Yeah, that's what I heard. I saw that. That's great, Mark. FJB is valued at $300 right now. (laughs) Wow. I saw that. I mean, fact check that. I saw that headline. I don't know where it came from, but that's what I saw. That's true. Yeah, I did see something That's amazing if that's true. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's better than my Bazanka coin. Yeah, I like that one. No, that one's better. Tony D says, read the Gulag Archipelago. 
This is what the average person can do. Stop mm. doing things you know are wrong and yes. stop saying things you know aren't true. Solzhenitsyn sped the collapse of the USSR. Really? Yeah. Wow. Peterson saying too. Mm-hmm. All right. Muddy says, so many people in the world think that all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff is a wacky conspiracy theory. That is the goal here, to get the info out there and show those idiots that it's very real. But you've got to approach it very, very matter-of-factly. And you can, I, I love, I love doing things like this in passing, just asserting things as true that are true, but you don't try to convince someone of. So instead of saying, did you know that Epstein did this and, and, and Maxwell did this? And then they're like, is that true? You say something like, you're having a political conversation and be like, look, well, I mean, like with the Epstein stuff, which was proven true, when you have somebody at that level of power, you just say it in passing and let it just be part of the conversation, a normal part of the conversation. Don't don't even let it be something that they're going to argue with you about. You know, just like at the Bohemian Grove when they do mock child sacrifices to, to Moloch, you know, this is a time of the year that a lot of people appreciate and usually use for summer excursions and nature walks. I would do I often like to challenge things when people say stuff that's outrageous as that. But I would like to I would like to throw back to when Luke mentioned Bill Gates having birth control microchips. <laughs> yep. And I was like, get out of here, Luke. And then I Google it and Bloomberg.com is like, Bill Gates funding uh, uh, contraceptive microchips, birth control. And I was like, well, oh, Luke, you didn't make that one up. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look up Moloch. Look up Moloch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Justin Chavez says, great idea for a change in the Senate and Houses pay a proposal to set their salaries to the U.S. median household income. When the median income increases, so do their salaries. This would force them to implement policies that help the middle class yep. or to help policies that will give them uh, kickbacks after they leave oh, office. Yeah. This is the problem. It's very difficult to solve. Andrew Yang was like, let's give every let's give every one of these politicians a million dollars. That way they won't be influenced by the lobbyists. And it's like that won't matter either, man. <laughs> There's no upper limit for these people. It's like you get a million dollar salary and they go, awesome. Well, I'll be here for two years and then get a million dollar salary after I leave because a lobbyist made a promise to me. I don't, I don't see there being, um, I don't see there being a good solution, man, to be completely honest. Paul Anthony says, love your show, Tim and friends. Can we all please stop watching and reacting to leftist news? We are all just feeding into the BS that they spread. Happy New Year's, everyone. Wishing you all the best. Well, let me say, I'm going to say a couple things. First, you are correct. The problem, though, is if we ignore the crazy things that crazy people do, they'll keep doing it and it'll keep happening, right? It'll keep getting worse. The other thing is, the right, moderates, post-liberal, whatever faction, needs to get a hold of the news cycle. There, there was this Vox article, it was hilarious, where they were like, Fox News is controlling the narrative because the left only ever responds. And I'm like, well, that's, that's ridiculous. The news cycle is almost exclusively set by the, ma- by the mainstream establishment left. And, and don't take my word for it, Axios put out a story about all of the major news cycle stories of the year. They do it every year, and it is not set by conservatives. It's debated by conservatives, but too often conservatives, moderates, libertarians are responding to the establishment left instead of setting the tone. Imagine if every single person on the right was like, we're going to talk about this today. The left would be either ex- ex- excluded from the conversation or forced to, to, to engage. And a good example of how this could manifest is if at the peak of his presidency, Trump joined Gab or, or Mines and started posting there, it would have forced the mainstream media to join these platforms and it would have taken power away. But Trump, oh, his advisor said, don't do it. So that was an opportunity that was lost. Mm. Yeah, it's the idea of punching versus counterpunching or being proactive versus reactive. All right, Mike Sullivan says, great after show last night. It was fun, wasn't it? It was very <laughs> Trump has been pro-vax but anti-mandate. 
I'm fine with that. I absolutely, it's like, you, you, I don't care what your opinions are. Just leave me alone. And that, that's why I was saying about Ron Paul, why, why I think Ron Paul's fantastic. Because he can come out and say whatever he wants, but he always caps it off with, and I'm going to leave you alone to do your thing. And I'm like, that's pretty good. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, like, keep me out of it. You can have all, like, if, if most of his political ideology results in letting people live their lives, then, well, then we, we're good, right? I agree with that uh, completely. But the fact is, politically, I think that he's leaking supporters. Hmm. Well, not, not only that, he's, he's talking about non-science issues, saying that only the people in the hospital are dying are the ones that haven't been vaccinated. That's a lie. That's not true. Yeah. yeah. Not uh, not in Germany. Did you see that uh, study recently? Nine, yeah, yeah. 96% of, of, of how many people? <laughs> yeah. Of how many people? This is according to the Robert Koch Institute, their report. I, I, we could pull up the report and look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, again, a, uh, a lot of things are being debated here. We don't know exactly what's going on, but this is just some of the preliminary was, information we got. There was a Reuters article that said the majority of people with Omicron in New York were fully vaccinated. And that's true, but it was 43 people. So mm-hmm. I just yeah, that was like, the early numbers, right, preliminary early numbers. numbers. But what, I, I, what are I'm, the new numbers? I, I, I think they stopped counting them. I'm trying well, to look I'm, for I'm them. Not, I'm not saying it to tell anybody they're right or wrong. I'm just saying make, make sure you understand the full context of what the report yeah. says. Yeah, that's important. Because that small sample size does matter. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you want to you know as much as possible because what will happen is you'll come out and say this and you'll be in a debate with a family member and then they'll go, 43 people? That was a pathetic argument. And it's going to be, you know, you got you to know. You can say it's a really small sample size, but let's be real. The story exists. And then they can't counter it. They're like, well, okay, you addressed it. Yeah. Jimmy Freckle says the people that love Trump and the people that hate Trump are almost exactly the same person. Mm. What does that mean, though? Fervent supporters that are just uh, on further spectrums away from each other and they're kind of radicalized instead of seeing him as good and bad. Again, uh, Donald Trump, it's a person I criticize because he was in a position of power. But again, I didn't go crazy like like all the other people that that were acting like total lunatics going after him for for eating two scoops of ice cream. Like It was ridiculous what was happening out there. Everyone in power deserves to be criticized, uh, not just worshipped or adorned or just hysterically uh, cried after. All right. Bobcat says, I just want to I just want to know why nobody is talking about the serial killer loose on Long Island. Well, we are. We did a we Tales from the Inverted World. Yeah, three part story. Three part yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Tracking that. Sure did. Um, is there but, a new one? <laughs> no, no. It's the same one. Same one. OK. It's I just want to like make sure decades, we didn't right? miss some breaking news. Yeah. There's a serial okay. killer in Long Island over the past. Was it three? Three decades? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three, three decades. Three decades. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you'd think that would be headline news. You would think. Well, you know, what's really funny. I watched Zodiac and. And I'm watching this, and the movie's so thrilling. Mm-hmm. And then I looked up the actual story of Zodiac, and I was like, "This is boring." Mm. Yeah. The Zodiac killer may have been a tr- uh, may have been responsible for like several dozen murders, but there's only I think like five confirmed ones, and it was over the course of like one year. And then they made a movie about it, it became a big deal, and I'm like, "It is. It's bad for sure." But there's an actual serial killer on Long Island over three decades. They didn't make a movie about that. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Nope. I guess because Zodiac was good at getting press and yeah. the media played into it. Never and heard of this those guy on Long stuff. Island. Yeah. yeah, that's what's weird. Mm-hmm. Shane did some really uh, awesome investigative reporting, and he uncovered the fact that it's perhaps not just a serial killer. It could be serial killers oh, yeah. right. that, yeah. that uh, work together on this. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome work. All right. Let's see. The Life of D says the wife lost her job today because of Crooked County's vaccine mandate. Mm-hmm. She has a medical exemption, and they don't care. Can I get a shout out to her? She's bummed and hurt. We're officially moving out of Illinois to a farm in North Carolina. Yes, congrats. I hear you, man. Glad you're moving. Mm. What's yeah. her What's her name so we can shout her out? 
Uh, it doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Well, shout, shout out, out to your wife. Shout out. Shout out for shout standing out on principles and standing yeah. for what's right and not bowing down and doing something that was going to hurt you or be bad for you. And mm-hmm. you're not alone. Yeah. There's a, we, we've not. reported on people uh, that have actually gone through that same experience and uh, you're That's not alone. Rough, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Base says, I'm chiming in just to say Luke rules and I miss Ian. The oh. well, Ian's on you. vacation, everybody. Yeah, He'll be he back on, uh, on Monday. Yeah. Soon. Oh, yeah. Soon, soon. Kevin Pilgrim says, all I can think about it is how fire that pink flannel is. Definitely have to give away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Totally. Yes. <laughs> all right. Baby Leg says, CDC says to shorten isolation period to five days. Wear one and a half masks. Get two to th- two to three or four boosters. Don't step on a crack or your mom will get COVID. <laughs> yeah. And stare. No, they're not advising you to do yeah. that. But it's fun anyway. <laughs> don't, uh, don't stare at the sun. Don't step on a crack. Yeah. Yeah, when um, when the CDC revised their isolation to five days, mains like establishment left activists and like the media were all of a sudden mocking the CDC. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you go from saying we support the science, and then when the CDC is like, we've changed our mind, you're lying. It's uh, worse than this. Uh, I trust the CDC. Yeah, I the trust CDC. The science, oh man. yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how about yep. that? Yep. So much for for trusting the science, man. Man, I think it's crazy. Selrin says Trump being kicked off Twitter has disconnected him from his base. He doesn't know stuff because he only reads mainstream media unless it's on Fox. He hasn't seen it. This has created a rift between him and his base. I, I don't know if that's true, is it? Do you think Trump was really active on reading Twitter? No. Well, that was kind of like Candace Owens' defense for him when she did like when she ran cover after the interview. She was just like, well, she has very strong beliefs about this issue, and she didn't back him up during the interview. And she's kind of making all. excuses yeah. for Trump's words and saying, oh, he's just old. He's old. And he only watches the corporate media. Yep. Yep. Uh, and if that's the case, like, you're not making a good argument for him to be president of the United good. States. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Waffle Sensei says, I've always agreed, Luke. The ending to Game of Thrones was good. The plot was good. But they crammed three seasons worth of content into one and called it an ending. Mm. You're absolutely right. I, I There's like, yeah. uh, there's like I think, a thousand comments being like, <laughs> we have to dethrone Luke. <laughs> Luke's over. Cancel yeah. Luke for that comment. Yes. I agree. They did rush it. No, but, dude. but, 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 but I was very satisfied that I didn't get a Disney world cookie cutter ending like all the other movies that end the same way like they usually do i didn't want to be do something that was expected i wanted something out of the ordinary something weird something different and i appreciated that their efforts towards saying you know what we're not going to do what everyone else does we might piss a bunch of people off but we're going to change things up a little bit here and we're going to make you think about some other issues and, and explore your imagination here and i, and I like that and i appreciate it so that. you have in this show the, the the characters are in you know the north or whatever with the white walkers and they're surrounded and they're like oh no and then they what do they send a raven or something i don't know I don't a message and and the message gets all the way to the south of the continent and then uh, um the khaleesi sees it and then flies all the way to the north of the continent within what a few hours something like that it, it she has nice. dragons there's no reality <laughs> here tim <laughs> there's, there's yeah, dragons magic. there's nothing real here yeah, okay yeah, we're living in magic world and fairy tale land <laughs> sure it was sure. interesting and i thought it, what that that series did especially you know in the beginning they, was awesome they, you know you know what always baffles me about movies you could add a line of dialogue to solve a lot of these things where she could be like there's no way we'll make it to the north in time i just so happen to have one teleportation scroll available perfect and then it just blinks and they're there Nailed and you're it. like okay i guess you know, <laughs> deus ex machina <laughs> all right let's see Brian Cox has saw a TikTok where homeschooled kid says Montana looks like Biden sniffing Idaho. Oh, that's did you guys good. see that image? I have seen Is that. It? Yeah, it's no, it's very <laughs> it's convincing. Delightful. Yeah, it's deeply good. convincing. <laughs> Scary. You can't unsee <laughs> it. That's great. <laughs> okay, let's see. We get some uh, super chats here. 
I can't read this name is why it's W question mark, whatever. Oh, and your video about 10 years ago about Batman and crawling up from your lowest point probably saved my life from the heartbreak I was, life from the heartbreak I, heartbreak I was experiencing. Mm. Wanted you know the work you do really helped someone. Thank you. Mm. That's cool, man. That's nice. great. This is big news. That's Dan Zatastic says the charges for the truck driver sentenced to 110 years in prison has been reduced to 10 <gasps> years. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go, man. Wow. This is cool. Uh, Angel Valentine says, Owen saved my life. His teachings are mind-blowing. Mm. One of the OGs of early YouTube. Wow. Mm. Thank you. Very cool. There you go. Right on. Dragon Lady says, Lib Friend, quote, Trump should tell his supporters to get vaxxed. They'll do anything he says. Me. Post articles of Trump pushing the vax. Him. Oh, I missed that. They must have, they must have too. Or maybe they're not blindly following cultists like you believe they are. That's exactly what I've been saying. Trump did a rally and he was like, you know, we did the vaccines and you got to get them. And then everyone's like, boo. And then they're like, Trump supporters are in a cult. And I'm like, they're booing him. They're, they're, they're in a rally in a stadium boo, booing him. That they That's came to see. They came right, to see. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I think that was a fair point, though, that groupthink is not exclusive to the left. It's also in the right. It's also anywhere. It's in any business. It's anywhere. The idea that we can save mental energy by letting other people do our thinking for us, which can be a good thing in many ways, but also has to be extracted if we don't want to have chaos. Mr. Hunt, first name Mike. Oh. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I, when we were at the casino a few weeks ago. I was playing a slot machine and they were like, you know, Deborah Jones, please meet your your family in the eatery or whatever. And, and we hear it over the speaker and I didn't care. And then within five minutes, we hear Mike. Last oh, no. name. <laughs> they didn't say they said the full name. Your 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 friends are waiting for you in the eatery. Oh, and no. I started busting out laughing. I'm like, somebody actually pulled <laughs> somebody it off. And it. some lady walks past me and Allison and she's like, did they just say that? And I was like, they did. And she goes. It was an older lady. He goes, bravo to whoever pulled that off. And I'm like, yes. All right. He says, Joe Rogan is not a beacon of free speech and journalism. He has a secret contract with Spotify. He has removed videos of undesirables, Gavin McInnes, Milo, and Stephen Greer. Sure, he has Alex Jones. That's just to keep his right-wing audience. It's been a while since we talked about this, but there there were several episodes of the Rogan podcast that were not transferred over from YouTube to Spotify. I think Carl Benjamin was one of them. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why God, that was. Yes. And I do not believe that Joe was was honest about what happened. Mm. But I can't remember, to be completely honest. I think he said something like there was a transcoding error yeah. or didn't save. Now, that that actually happens. It's happened to us. There have been several instances where... So when we do the show, we're, we're streaming and recording using what's called open broadcasting uh, OBS. There have been certain uh, issue, issues we've had where the, the recording crashed. And then I'm like, okay, well, we can just get it off YouTube, right? And then when you go to YouTube to click download, it's grayed out and you can't. And then we try, I think we've actually at one point did a hard screen record of our own show from YouTube to try and get a version of it. Yeah, we had to try. So yeah. we basically turned on screen grab and then just walked out of the room for the two hours of the show play on YouTube so we could record it so we could then make clips from it. Sometimes that does happen. I got to say though, um, of all of those people. Of all the episodes. Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. But look, all the I, controversial I, ones, yeah. and but still I, they haven't figured out this error. Mm. I still think Joe is extremely important. Look at the stuff he's been saying recently. The people he's having he's having on, he is he is pushing and he is speaking out, and I respect it 100. percent So I'm not going to pretend that Veritas is invincible or Joe Rogan's invincible or that we are invincible. There's always something that people like have to concede upon to try and you know move forward. Sometimes you have to retreat in battle to try and win the war. That being said. 
I think the key maybe, is that he, maybe is that it's not always as perfect. I think, think most of us believe that he's doing his best, and we don't know what he deals with day to day. I believe he's doing his best. So mm-hmm. yeah, and not only his best, he's doing incredible work highlighting doctors that are being censored, giving them a voice, and having an actual scientific debate. We couldn't ask for anything more. He's putting everything on the line. He's putting skin in the game, and we have to give it up to him. He's. Uh, he's changing the narrative, and I think he destroyed a lot of the bull crap that that we had to face. So props to him. He's he's doing absolutely incredible work and deserves our support. All right, Digaboom says, "Great after show last night. Your future <laughs> wife is lucky, Luke. <laughs> when, <laughs> when's the wedding? <laughs> Tim, stare at Luke, please. Uh. <laughs> yes, staring at Luke. <laughs> and Luke stares at me. Don't stare so at me. The other day, for those that didn't see it in the, in the in the members only segment, I, I Luke mentioned how sometimes there will be like a pause, and then he looks at me, and I'm just looking at him. So it looks like I better talk. But I was saying, well, it's like if I'm talking too much, and it happens all the time." The guest finishes, I'll like look to Luke to see if he wants to add, and then Luke's like too wrapped up in the chat or something, and then he's like, oh, uh, like, I'm being called upon. <laughs> but I always, I always deliver though. I always, always deliver. Yeah. I'm always like, I'm on Heck it. Yeah. I always got something Pretty to good. say. I have to stop, I have to stop myself. <laughs> I, I, like a lot of times. Here. I'm really happy with the intro to yesterday's episode. So, yeah, where good. I was like, that's it. It's the Maxwell thing. Take it away, Luke. And then Luke just is like, he, he, like Luke had everything written down perfectly, ready to go. And he's like, yes, Epstein. Moment to shout. I was like, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Tim, how much of your audience is fully aware of what extreme things Luke has done does your audience <laughs> fully get like have they seen like the hong well, kong videos the fcn video hardcore. like like do well, people realize that who my, you're talking to and what you've done oh no no i i love when we have like a guest here doesn't know luke and i'll be like luke's been to epstein island what are you doing you there <laughs> Yeah, but the first time Luke was like, "Not like that." Not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I got on a boat after he was arrested and was doing journalism. Oh, <laughs> how, how much your audience truly understands your background and his background? The extreme things you guys have done. I don't know. I mean, look. Um, to be honest, if we talked a lot about the work Luca's done, YouTube might shut it down. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, I had, a, I, had a, I had a lot of very nice conversations with you know people like Henry Kissinger, Lord mm-hmm. Jacob Rothschild, people, the Rockefellers. Yeah. Being a there's a yeah. there's a really there's a really funny moment. I mean, where, he, he's put his life in danger, and I'm pretty sure oh, you have oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, me. It was Cassandra Cassandra McDonald now, uh, but pre- formerly Fairbanks and Luke, and we were at a protest in New York. You know, we're filming, and then afterwards we're leaving, and it's the three of us. And uh, we all have like decent followings, and then all of a sudden, Luke sees uh, was it Donald Rumsfeld? Yep. And then just like standing, <laughs> standing there in the street, and then looks like I'm going to ask him questions. And so there's this video now of like me and Cassandra standing next to Rumsfeld as Luke asks him questions awkwardly. And there's people who are like, "It's a conspiracy." There's no way all three of them were there at the same time. <laughs> and Rumsfeld's there, and he's answering Luke's questions. Oh yeah, yeah. I set that a one. I set that one up perfectly. I'm yeah, like Rumsfeld. He's like, "Oh hey, how's like can you get a photo?" And yeah. then I took a microphone. I was like, "What about those missing trillions at the Pentagon right before that <laughs> September event in 2000?" And, and you know which date I'm talking about here. What, what, did, he say he, he, what did he say? I, I don't. He was like, "Wait, what?" Because <laughs> <it's, laughs> like, oh, there's nothing about. You don't have to worry. I'm like, there's there's so much. There's trillions of dollars missing. We should you should answer this. And uh, there's yeah. another moment where Luke, you confronted Ben Bernanke. Oh yeah, but you were no. inside a secure event with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Paul v- Volker. Paul Volker walked me in there because he was lost, <laughs> and I was helping him get around. As I'm helping Paul Volker get around i'm having a conversation about him going to bilderberg right and there's these these security guards and they have a vip section where all the speakers are going and as i'm talking to him about
uh, attending Bilderberg. He, I just walk right into him, right with him, talking to him. Security didn't even stop us. And there's Ben Bernanke. I'm like, sorry, Paul, I'm going to have to stop you right here for a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> Went up to freaking Ben Bernanke, and I was like, how does it feel pulling off the largest transfer of wealth, robbing the people of this oh world for trillions of dollars with your secret banker bailouts? He literally grabbed the microphone, tried to rip it away from me so he could steal it so no one would hear the questions. And I was like, oh, you don't like that question? What'd you do at Bilderberg then? Why don't you answer oh that gosh. question? <laughs> so, but here, here's the best thing. Wow. So on Reddit, they were like, there's no way Luke's legit. He's controlled yeah, opposition. He's fake. Yeah. How did he get in this event? So we came up with a skit idea. My brother made photoshopped images of Luke at parties with Ben Bernanke. We have it downstairs on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, and there's a picture of Luke and Ben skydiving together. And so then, like, the skit is Luke gets a phone call and it says, you know, Ben Bernanke. He's like, Benny, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I can come down. Yeah, we'll do like a fake thing where I pretend to get you. And then Luke pulls out a wad of cash. He's like, can you get more reserve notes? I'm running oh my low. Gosh. <laughs> People yeah. think, you know, crazy yeah. stuff. All right, we'll just read this one more here. We got the life of D. He says, LOL, the wife is Christina, and she's in tears. Thankful for your support. Have a great New Year's, Tim Cast team. Much deserved. Yes, good work. We've got, um, we're having a party tomorrow for the crew and everybody here. We've got Wagyu beef. Everyone's going to get a little bit. It's very expensive. And we're going to have Trump champagne. We, we secured, we procured a bottle of Trump the champagne. Finest. And it's apparently hard to get right now. Tremendous. We went to, we went to the liquor store. It's probably up on the vlog or whatever because we're like, we're going to get libations for the event. And we asked if they had Trump champagne. The guy's like, it's very hard to get uh, champagne in general right now. So we got some and we're going to enjoy ourselves. So we won't be around tomorrow, but to everybody uh, who watches the show, everybody who's a member, we really do appreciate your support. Smash that like button. You can, uh, and subscribe to this channel. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our journalists. You can follow us, TimCast IRL, basically everywhere. We put up clips on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow me at TimCast. Uh, Owen, you want to shout out your socials? Uh, Owen Cook Self-Help. And that's my, that's basically, I've been traveling the whole entire country, recording videos all over the country outside. And then Owen Cook Free Tour. I do free events all over the country, big free seminars. Owen Cook Free Tours, where you can see those seminars. I actually post them. Right on. I want to awesome. thank uh, the, the people in the comment section that, that said that I redeemed myself by bringing Owen. I know I usually, <laughs> I usually bring a, a wide range of eclectic yeah. people. Do, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm friends with... He hit with the microphone. <laughs> did you hear it? I'm not that guy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We got to end it. We got to end it. We got to end it. Uh, and I'm very happy this worked out. So, uh, whew. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I have my own media organization. It's called We Are Change. I did a full video on the uh, Maxwell ex- Escapades. You can watch it on YouTube.com for Slash we are change. I did a spicy video on LukeUncensored.com. That's where you could support me because you do. I'm here. It was fun. It was a great conversation. We should have more of these. It's, it's incredible. So thank you so much for all of you guys uh, who participated in it and all of the amazing people who give us our time and intention. It, it really means a lot that we're able to spend time with so many amazing people, especially mm-hmm. in the comment section, especially here. It's, it's just one of the funnest things. So thank you guys for all being a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Carr 17 on Twitter. Shout out to Mark and Pat. Very cool. Thank you guys all for tuning in. This is a great conversation. I always love it when we get a little more cultural because I appreciate the philosophy and asking some of the underlying questions about what's actually going on. Anyway, I hope you guys all have a great New Year's Eve. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to go see some Christmas lights, I hope. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patchlids. Thanks so much for hanging out and being here all year, my friends. The midterm cycle is starting Woo! to ramp up. Yes. So you need to understand that the censorship, the smears, the trolling, it is going to get intense. Anybody who's challenging the establishment will be will be run across the coals. They'll be going after you. They'll be going after us. They will try to shut down anybody who, who is telling you, you know, vote in the primaries, vote local. 
So we got to be ready for this for the censorship. That's going to be big. They're going to start banning people. They're going to find reasons to do it. This is going to get spicy. Hmm. We don't know who's going to win yet. History uh, and polls say Republicans. But if dirty games are afoot, we have no idea. That being said, we will see you all in 2022. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.